What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. And before we get into it today, well, we dropped a very special podcast episode, a third episode this week on Saturday. We filmed our first guest video with their cousin, Jeevan Badwal. We alluded him a couple of times in the podcast before. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. It was such, uh, you'll hear about his journey, some funny childhood stories you'll probably never hear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned for the future guest videos as well because we will definitely film more of those. So hit the subscribe button and like button for that. And also comment down below for any future guests. We'll try to get them on because they probably might not, might not know us right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, we'll try our best to reach out, obviously. It doesn't have to be athletes, but we're, you know, we're focused on athletes or like sports media people or coaching and whatever. But just a reminder to you guys, those guest videos or ra- those guest random episodes or like, you know, how our solo sports, uh, non-sports uh, podcast episodes will be at random. So don't expect them weekly or anything, but... You know, we'll try once we get one on, we'll try to get it out as soon as possible for you guys. Um, also, make sure you guys uh, download the podcast on audio platforms and give it a five star rating if you enjoy it and follow our socials, Instagram, TikTok, everything. We drop daily on there as well. Without further ado, let's get into it. A lot of, lot of stuff to get into, mainly the MLB and the NFL because that's what's mainly relevant. Nine day in two days. Oh, soccer as well. But yeah, Dead MLB. Nine day in two days. The most anticipating part. One day when this comes out. Oh yeah, one day technically, but yeah. Um, obviously, this is the time of the year where, like, especially if your team is in the playoff hunt, like ours is, we're like looking at rumors, looking at targets. All right, what do we? What are our needs? And the trades already began. Yeah, well, not trades. just the Blue Jays side of things, but yeah, like other started, teams as well. It started like a few days ago, and there's still see what happens on the deadline because there are some targets that will definitely help improve teams for sure. Starting pitching targets. There's bullpen targets still. And uh, yeah, I think the hitters, the batters are a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's. Nothing. There's still some. We'll get into the buyers and sellers. Nothing after too great we get for to the, the batters. News, yeah. I think the pitching, some good pitching ones. Yeah. For sure. yeah. We'll get into the buyers and sellers after we talk about what the news that literally came out, not just today, but also at the time of this recording today and yesterday. Uh, well, I guess let's get into the first one. A team that, you know, me and you were arguing, arguing on the tier list. Uh, on the tier list, the Texas Rangers, you know. Um, have made moves. They're making moves. They've been making moves in the off seasons. Now they finally are a trade deadline destination. And the first major move they made was Max Scherzer. He is now officially a Texas Ranger. And, uh, it was a no, so the trade was agreed upon, but it was also, Scherzer uh, has like uh, a- he had a no, tr- uh, trade list, right? And no trade clause. Sorry. And he had, it was up to him to waive it. Uh, he waived it. And obviously, Texas wanted to make sure he opted into the season. Obviously, he didn't want to make, they didn't want to, they did not want him to like just leave after as a rental, right? So he agreed ultimately. And the guy going the other way, obviously, we don't know much about prospects, but this, so I don't know how good this guy is, but you'll recognize the name Acuna. Um, Joven his, has probably the full name his here. His full name is Luis Angel Acuna, who is uh, the younger brother of probable MVP this year of the Atlanta Braves. Know. Yeah, I don't know if I said it right. If they're like Luis Angel or Luis Angel, something or like Angel, that. Or Angel, but yeah. it's a, it's the younger brother of most likely MVP of the NL, um, Atlanta Braves center fielder, Ronald Acuna. And he's one of the top prospects in, in Texas, right? So New York's getting him. And we'll talk about the Texas side of things first. Obviously, I don't know how comfortable they are at the top right now, but they are because Houston is losing. They're, they're leading their division. I'll pull up the standings in a second. They obviously, they had another trade, which we'll get into in a second. 
But, you know, you, you Jake reunites with Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom's injured. Nathan, but Nathan Yovaldi stepped up, right? Then they had other pitching they have added in the offseason. They had, they added another one now. And on top of that, they're hitting, right? Two, then obviously they're two infield, two inner infield all stars in Simeon and, um, Seeger and potential rookie of the year candidate in, uh, Josh Young. And then Jonah Heim, their catcher is also, uh, all star as well. I think outfielder Ardolis Garcia, who also participated in the home run derby and made the all star game himself. The thing with this, uh, Scherzer trade is like, obviously they're confident in DeGrom, like his ability because, DeGrom is DeGrom, right? They reunited as well. Uh, they're the reunited. The thing is that the, I think the Rangers, obviously they need pitching. We all know that, right? And they, that's why they got DeGrom and Avaldi in the offseason. But Rangers wanted a, Rangers want, still wanted an ace. With DeGrom out, they don't have an ace, right? Avaldi is not a number one, but he, he might be playing like it right now. But if you're looking at him, just Avaldi right now, he's not in the upper tier of uh, starting pitchers. Scherzer is, even though he may be struggling this year. And it is, and he's old, but when Scherzer's on his game, he is, you know, I mean, one he's of the old. best pitchers in the league. He came out and said, like, obviously, well, again, alluding to the future topic and the buyers and sellers, the Mets are looking like they're sellers. And he was pissed off that, a, you know, a trade happened before David yeah, Robinson. Yeah, their closer, David Robinson. So he was he was pissed off at that trade and wanted to talk to them. Obviously, not surprised he ended up getting traded. Um, he's going to a winning culture off the bat, right? So similar to how he went to the Dodgers from uh, Washington. It's going to be a similar vibe. Can he propel them? Their own Texas are only a game and a half above Houston right now, so it's not like it's they're they have a far fledged lead like the Atlanta Braves do, for example. Um, so, yeah, so that the first addition there, their pitching has been propelled, right? And with the mix of their hitting, they they could be a serious threat. Obviously, obviously a into serious October. threat. Yeah, I mean, now you, if the ground comes back healthy in the playoff time, which I believe he should. Right, but you never know his injuries. His DeGrom. And his DeGrom. Uh, and then, um, you in your eyes, the best baseball pitcher if he's healthy. Yeah, and then you got two aces if they're at their game, at your one and two. Avaldi, who's playing like an ace, at your number three. And then you got Jordan Montgomery, which is the second trade they made today. Yeah, so the Jordan... And they got from Cardinals, they traded... They, Rangers got Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton. And the Cardinals received Thomas Saggies. Takoa Roby and John so King. So those are, um, obviously. They're all, uh, Takoya Roby is a starting pitcher. John King's a relief pitcher. But prospects and, though, right? Yeah, I believe pro- prospects. And Thomas Sagis is an infielder. Uh, apologize, also had a apologize in advance if I butchered the names. Texas obviously and, uh, Chris Stratton is a relief pitcher too, right? So help the bullpen a bit. Yeah, there. they're, they're gonna need, I think they're gonna need to make one more trade for Texas to add a bullpen guy for sure because. Which is the, right now they added one more. Um, Who's the who's their other pitcher? I know they added a bigger name with Nathan Nivaldi as well. Uh, I'll look that up. But you, you go ahead with the trade details. Or yeah. So basically, you're you're you have a legit four guys, right? That four guys you can be confident in, and then also you got like John Gray or Martin Perez. Also, this also helps your bullpen by adding these starting pitchers because one of your starting pitchers are going to the bullpen now. They right. also added Raul Chapman. Remember that as well. Uh, so they're, they're, they're winning this trade deadline, right? They're going aggressive, right? Raul Chapman was having a good comeback year with the Royals, obviously doing okay with, I guess, Texas. Um, that guy, Andrew Heaney was the guy I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, right? He's for yeah. a bullpen? No, he's a starter. He's a starter. Well, not anymore now yeah. because 
Jake Odorizzi is on a 60-day IL. That was the other name. Oh, but so. the Grom's not healthy, so he probably might start still. Yeah. But, so. like, you got Martin Perez, John Gray, Andrew Heaney. We're three starters for you. And then you got Avaldi, Montgomery, and Scherzer. If the Grom comes back, two of their guys are at least... I think they'll go five-man rotation, right? I don't think they're going six. For the time being, we'll see who works. For the time being, they might go six, but like once Degrom comes back, right? So then that also helps your bullpen because one of your starters is going to a bullpen now. Yeah, um, Texas is kind of struggling right now, which is because I think they're about to get swept if this game closes out against the Padres, uh, which we'll get into a second as well. But the thing with the with, thing with Texas is. They can obviously can they get hot at the right time like every team is right it doesn't matter the one thing i love about baseball is it's not like the best team always wins it's like the hottest team going into the postseason wins we saw it with the washington nationals so the braves we saw it with the won. braves right we saw it with like certain other teams the phillies last year for example they didn't win it all but they got to they got to this um i was with the super bowl the world series um so yeah um so far texas is Definitely, no, definitely aggressive as hell. Yeah, that's good for them as well. Um, I don't know how much, because I don't know the prospect system, right? Yeah. So, like, how far are they willing to go to the point where, like, they're going to try to add, like, a Josh Hader or a David Bednar from the bullpen? Yeah. Um. Depends, right? Like, we'll see. We still uh, Again, I'm going to rely the baseball knowledge more on you because you've been following it a little bit more than I have the last few years. Outside of the Blue Jays, obviously, were the similar. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, even if they stop here, yeah, e- everyone needs bullpen help no matter what. Like, I don't care how good you are. If you could, yeah, bullpen, add, if bullpen. you could add bullpen pieces. Pitching is how you win World Series. Yes, yeah, so if you could add bullpen pieces, add it. But as of right now, with Texas, I feel like they're at a decent spot if they don't do anything else either. At a decent spot. Yeah, but I think I think I definitely think they need a bullpen to, like, really yeah. no, no, I'm saying become, like, like, World Series Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I'm just saying at this point, Right, it um they're at a decent spot, anyways. Right, like if they had stayed, obviously they're not. But now they've added more pieces. There, a guy they were targeting was Jordan Hicks, and let's move on to the like, that, that transition. That transition. <laughs> that eh? transition. Jordan Hicks officially got traded uh today, as of this recording at Sunday, and you know he had a market. He was like he's this. He's one of the. He was one high of high velocity. Yeah, but uh, he was quickly before he go. Jordan Hicks was in that tier of. Hater and like Bednar for like the Pot- big names that could potentially get the best name available as a bullpen piece. Most yeah. most realistic potential. Yeah, Hicks was the most realistic compared to like Hater and Bednar. Yeah, uh, but he was still in that like you know upper tier of and players who could get traded. The team that traded for him is the Toronto Blue Jays, so which is really big because Jordan really big because Jordan Romano's injury is the key Jordan factor. Mano, yeah, Jordan Romano getting injured. He also had some save experiences this year. Uh, Jordan Hicks. And then the key thing that we were also like screaming for last year is can we add that overpowering fastball guy who could just swing and miss guy? Yeah, like it's not even swing and miss. Like you might not even have enough time to pull the trigger for how fast this guy throws a fastball. Yeah. Right? So yeah, obviously swing and miss, strikeout merchant, right? Yeah. Uh Jordan Hicks. Uh the thing is the thing is like we were uh, asking for it last year, like how do we get the bullpen guy? Because like when you think about it, like looking at a bullpen right now, Romano could hit a hundred, but he likes throwing the slider a lot. Yeah. Right. Swanson, Meza, these guys are like Swanson is like the Gosman fastball splitter. Yeah, but these guys are like they're not overpowering, right? They're like they're in the still nineties fastball. Yeah. But like they're they're like a they're like a 
pitcher like type like if how you to look pitch at, around them. If you look at other teams with like potential closers, even in the prime, or Aldis Chapman was a big one, right? Before he kind of like fell off a little bit with the Yankees. Um, you got Felix Bautista. You got like those. Um, what's the guy in Detroit? Who I don't. I think Gregory Bautista. Soto, but yeah, he's in Phillies guys. now. No, I'm just saying like those type of guys, right? Yeah. So, so Gregory Soto. Those are like that was one target for last year's last target year, for us, right? Because he was that high velocity. Yeah, he was a high pitcher. velocity dude. So we just don't have that in the pen, realistically. The closest person is Romano. Maybe Yimmy Garcia, but yeah, but like those guys are like more pitch around type thing, yeah. right? Like, they, you know, try to swing and miss through off speed. You know. So the what pitches. was the trade details? The trade details were. Uh, Jordan Hicks to the Blue Jays, obviously. And then the Cardinals get back two pitching prospects. One's name is Adam Kloffenstein. He was a high-ranked prospect for the Blue Jays, but then I think fell off a little bit, so I don't think he's in the top 30. And then this was the big one, our number seventh in the prospect pool. Yeah. But he's our, the thing with this is like he's our fourth-best pitcher. Okay. Yeah, which is uh, Sam Roberts. Yeah, because I know Ricky Tiedemann's obviously number one overall. And then Brandon Barria, our last, last year's draft pick, is number yeah. two. So the thing with this is I, was, I looked at Ben Nicholson-Smith's tweet. I looked at other like Blue Jays insider tweets. It's still a high price at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, Especially it's a rental. A seventh, right? a seventh, we, pros, seventh number prospect is a high price. but right For a rental especially. For a rental uh, right now because Hicks is a free agent. No like control over but him. But this is the type of moves you got to do if you want to win at yeah, all. Like you, and the Jays are at a right. Yeah, unfortunately they lost today. And you know, a lot of that was because of the offense. Not the pitching. Today's game at least. But you know, perfect timing because we got the Orioles next. Right? We have to still play the Rays yeah, that, one more time. That, that's why Our I'm division really record is horrendous. So we need to obviously... If we could fix that for this rest of the way, then obviously we should be in a playoff spot, whether it be wild card or not, or sorry, wild card or division winner. Um, cause we're not that far off the Orioles, especially if we do well in this next, what, three or four games we have against four them. Four game series. So that could potentially tie us with them or even put them within a game if we beat them specifically. If we sweep them, yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, one thing you mentioned was the timing of this trade. Cause we're going obviously into a big series. Yeah. And obviously we got a big series against the Angels as exactly. well. Exactly. But the timing of this trade were like, if he flies out today, he could be available for tomorrow. Also, in the Orioles series, Ryu will make his return as well. So, there's definitely a lot of so, interesting things we got to look at right now. Yeah. Because we, if Ryu is what well, Ryu was year one as a Blue Jay, or like his Sayang, then obviously starting pitcher is fixed right there as our trade deadline acquisition would be Ryu. Chad Green could be another bullpen acquisition as well, technically. And are we going to get shit Manoa or not? That's all. That's and true. so far, outside of the San Diego series, he's been decent, right? Like, yeah, so they had these three starts, I think. Detroit one. Detroit was solid. San Diego one, he struggled. And the next and one, the last one, he was, he, he didn't allow runs, but his pitch count went up pretty high. And so then he, the Angels, he didn't, didn't go. Uh, he Angel, the Angels one as well. This was yeah, that was the Angels one. No, one he had four starts. Huh? He, he had, had four? four? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just quickly check that. Uh, yeah, I'll check that. But no, uh, mention, you mentioned early on with Texas six man rotation as well, right? So oh, is, is Ryu or Manoa who are the most likely candidates? Because I don't see Kakuchi coming with the bend now. Oh, no, uh, let's could. get biased here. We're going to get to the Blue Jays talk a little bit. Kakuchi um, had experience with the pen last year as well. So maybe that way he'll fall, but I think Kakuchi should start because we don't oh, know. Could, no, we're going six man for now, but I'm like, if we make the playoffs, it might just be a situation where obviously Gosman is getting his own start. Brios Bassi is getting his own start, right? Yeah. Then whoever does the best out of the next three, which is Manoa, Ryu, and the Kaguchi, they'll get their own start. Sorry, Seattle. Oh yeah, the Seattle one he was really good. And then uh it might be a situation where like they like, you know, stack up two starters to save some bullpen arms. Like say Manoa goes like four innings, right? 
and then Kikuchi comes out of the pen and gives yeah, like which another, is fine. Another right? three. You, pitching's a luxury that you or for, you have to have. You'll never be, you know, it's a good luck, good problem. That's the word to say. Good problem. If you have options, it's a good problem because, like, right now to make space for, like, we cleared the junk of the bullpen. The junk is being Mitch White because remember the Dodgers game? Thank God he's gone. Remember, remember the Dodgers game? <laughs> All right, so they we're in a situation where Blue Jays uh, relievers were getting taxed, right? Like, there were multiple people not available because they pitched two days in a row. Yeah. And relievers generally don't go three days in a row. So. We were up by four, right? And then Swanson comes in in the bottom ninth, which blows is usually, a save. Huh? Blows a save. Well, not even. He was a four-run lead, yeah, but ended up bowling the but save. Like, which is a situation where Romano would be in. Yeah. Right? But Romano wasn't available because he pitched the two previous days. Yeah. And then uh, after Swanson, there was no one else available because... Also, it would have been even a worse situation, but I'll get to that later. But Swanson blows a lead. The only person we had available in the bullpen coming out was Mitch White. And... You know, and we all know that Mitch White is not reliable at all. Exactly. And instantly, like what? First two pitches and uh, gives up a walk-off, whatever, double to uh, Outman from the Dodgers. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So, so in this say, in this case, Mitch White is gone. Hicks comes in. That guy could have been Hicks. And also another point with that, we would have been even in a worse situation if it wasn't for Jay Jackson, who we acquired this year, yeah. who's an unsung hero of the bullpen, thirty-five year old journeyman, broke out, and I think only allowed one earned run. Yeah, he allowed right, since yeah. in his Blue Jays tenure this year, and Which, then another trade we made, who's also killing it, also a good trade because it takes the pressure off Meza because he's also a left-handed pitcher, which is a Genesis Cabrera. Genesis, I believe. Genesis Cabrera. Right. Yeah. No, so to mention a Genesis Cabrera point, right? Because obviously Jordan Hicks was obviously his teammate in St. Louis. Um, Cabrera was struggling in St. Louis. Now, actually, no. I'm gonna save this argument for the next one because we have to get to the Dodgers. That's where I want to bring this argument up. But like you said, we have a decent pitching, coaching pitching staff. I guess you could say yeah, starting Walker's, with Pete Walker Pete and Walker's the bullpen guys the, we have. Yeah, Pete Walker is one of the best. Yeah, like even like the bullpen coaches we have, right? Because like Pete Walker is obviously not gonna be in the bullpen sharing information directly, but you know behind the scenes, on uh, the bullpen staff slash Pete Walker. So. It depends on who your a guy is. Like you look at uh, the perfect example for me was Stevie Matz, Stephen Matz. You know, Pete Walker pretty much put it not in the Cy Young candidate, but he was like our elite, like fourth option. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Matz option. was coming like, off a poor year, poor year too, like right? A really so bad year. It depends on what happens, um, what team you're going to as well, and how much you believe in it. This is where you want to look at, like a guy like Cabrera. We didn't we give up Sammy Hernandez, right? Don't know much about him. He's a prospect. Probably wasn't gonna get called up anytime soon unless you know he went nuts, right? Um, those are the type of guys you want to like look at. Hannes Cabrera to see who's struggling. That you could like a guy like Pete Walker could say, you know what, I could fix that. Go trade for him. The thing is, not even that. He, Gen- Hannes Cabrera had good years. Yeah, he was just struggling this year. Uh, Hicks, Jordan Hicks, uh, had a good first year and a good second year, but then missed the COVID year. Obviously, sat out. In the two years following that, which was last year and the two years ago struggled over four era but then this year he's bouncing back with the under four era yeah so no, my point like obviously this in this case his trade value went up i'm saying like a guy like Brera, his trade value was going down yeah no so like, can you find a guy and talk to pete walker and be like hey pete can you fix this and if he says yes bring him in and then trust pete walker now you'll have a situation like brand fucking hand who screwed for <laughs> who screwed up for us in that covid year i believe uh or a year after that and then yeah so 
yeah, you're you're gonna have situations like that. Kikuchi last year, for example, to the point where Pete Walker is turning on Twitter is like, oh, I thought this guy was a you know a god pitching coach, but Kikuchi was struggling. Now Kikuchi is back to being better version of Kikuchi, which was in his uh, Seattle days. So the key thing is here is like as a trade line for every team is can you find those you know low hidden gems, yeah, hidden gems in this potential. And right now, thing. Jay Jackson. Well, I think it was a sign. Well, he was assigned. Yeah, uh, he was meant hidden, to be a AAA signing. Yeah, too. and he's a hidden gem right now because yeah. he's killing it. Hennessy's Corbera, hidden gem for sure. It's not even that. Like, it's like you gotta get these players that like had like Steven Matz, right, and uh, Hennessy's Corbera. They had good years, and they're just coming off a bad year. Right? Yeah. So those are the those are the ones you look at because like because those are the ones like Pete Walker's like the thing with the, then Pete Walker's role becomes how do I get this guy back to what he was doing well right yeah and then that was that's the main focus of the coach and obviously you'll throw in his adjustments depending on like last thing about the jays what do you see them doing do you obviously i don't think they're gonna go big name hunting which they already kind of did with jordan hicks at this point right like he was the best arguably best realistic option available for the bullpen for the bullpen i don't think they go for a starter depending on obviously rio's we're not going for rio starting literally after the trade deadline so we're not going to know how he is um bat wise do we, I'm pretty sure we'll go after like hopefully like another power bat type guy who could be available, which we'll get into a second here. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it right now, bullpen is like fully like all the junk is cleared out, right? Like Mitch White's gone, Pearson. I mean, I'm not saying Pearson. Pearson has good moments and bad moments, but Pearson's gonna have a tough time getting into that bullpen. Yeah, it's fine. We're just he needs it's competition. I still um, you, that's a guy you don't trade unless you're getting a big piece back, right? Like Nate, yeah, like I'm uh, a huge Nate Pearson fan. Because of that fastball, he just needs to work on his other pitches a little bit more. And then uh, Simber, who has been so good for us, is injured. injured, and he'll find a tough time to get back into that bullpen. Yeah. Because we got, I'm not, I know I'm like off topic right now, but quickly just listing the bullpen, we got Romano, we got Richards, who's having a great year himself. We have uh, Jay Jackson, we have Henesis Corbera, we have Tim Meza, we have Eric Swanson, and we have Yumi Garcia. That's seven guys right there that like we could put in at any point, uh, uh, apart from Romano. Yeah. Put in at any point, like say, we need someone in the fifth inning. We put in this guy, or we get someone in the eighth inning. We could put in, we could legit put him anywhere, and all those pitches would be put in anywhere, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah. For me, Jays, can you get a can you get a pinch bat? hit bat, especially like it's not even, like you could use a outfield outfield. Yeah, I know a name we're linked to is Tommy Pham, Tommy uh, Pham, Cody Bellinger, who is off the market now, but uh, I'm just like in general, like yeah, just can you get like. I don't care what, what handed bat, just a switch header would be perfect. But you definitely got to get a bat for sure because now that's the, year, that's where we're struggling. A yeah, bit. that's where we're struggling because last year it's just like this this ball club just hitting, but they suck at everything else. Yeah, this year it's like a pitching and defense ball club, but hitting is letting them down. Elite defense too. Yeah, Way especially different. in the outfield. Yeah, so um, yeah, so yeah, you got definitely got to add a bat for sure. Yeah, I think they, they'll go for a bat, and that's it. Like. You know, is a random wet Merrifield. Like no one thought wet Merrifield was to be available last year, um, to the high to that extent. Can obviously I'm not saying wet Merrifield. I would rather get like, you know, a power bat for sure, right? Like a. It's not even power. It's just like a clutch bat because yeah. the issue is runners in scoring position. Exactly. So especially in the pinch hit situations. Yeah, that too. Um. Okay, let's move on. Dodgers. I alluded them quickly. Um. They made a trade. Uh. They reacquired Joe Kelly. And they added Lance Lynn from the White Sox. So, you know, like the Cardinals, White Sox are selling. 
They already got rid of uh, Lucas Giolito, Giolito and, and Ronaldo Lopez. Ronaldo Lopez. You know, they still have a guy named in Dylan Cease who potentially could be available. I don't think Cease is going there. Uh, but Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly are going to the Dodgers, Dodgers in exchange for pitching prospects. Nick Nasturini, Jordan Leisure, and outfielder. Clay Thompson's brother, Trace Thompson. <laughs> he, uh, so he's an everyday player. He's not really a prospect. but Yeah, he's also on the injury list. Yeah, so Trace, these guys are going to the White Sox. You know, White Sox, very, very underwhelming team. After, you know, a couple of years ago, they're trying to get into the playoffs, which they did, I think. And uh, the year we missed it, the, by yeah. one game, they were in. Yeah, so last year struggled again. This year, very underwhelming team, right? Um, But the Dodgers, and I know you're not a huge fan of this trade for them because of Lance Lynn. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> because Lance Lynn's good best years are behind him now, right? He had a... I think he had a decent year last year. And uh, obviously, the year with the one. Probably had a good year when they made the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they won the division. That's how they made the playoffs that year. Not wild card. But I think in Lance Lynn right now, he's like above 6 ERA. Yeah. Right? And I don't know how much like Dodgers had leverage. But like, whatever they wasted for... He was very close to going to the Rays, apparently. That's the, that was yeah. the news word. Obviously, Dodgers he was going to be a big target for sure. But the thing with like the Dodgers is like... Couldn't you get anyone better? This is where my Genesis Cabrera take came in. No, I was saying. Yes, you're right. Lance Lynn was struggling. But how much will the culture thing, culture and setting of the team, how good and bad affect them? And it's the same thing. Is the Do- How good is the Dodgers pitching coaches? Clearly, they have decent pitching coaches. You know, Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw. To name Urias two. has been struggling this year. But, but yeah, just in general, he's been up and down. Yeah. But... um. Is it the same thing? Like, hey, I could see something in Lance Lynn. He could help us. I could just tweak a few things here. We'll be fine, right? That, that also, could be the other option. Also, like, and you bring in a bullpen arm, a familiar bullpen arm back in Joe Kelly. Yeah. And also, like, they have two, in my opinion, two key starters that I know of that are on the injured list, which was Walker Bueller, who had... Yeah. I don't know if he had Tommy John last year. Did not hear his name once. Yeah, he's injured. He's yeah. injured. Yeah, he's, he's going to... They said he should be ready before the playoffs. And then Tony Gonsolin, I think. And then Clayton Kershaw. I think three three fifths of their starting rotation are were, have been on the injured list this year, right? Leaving with only like Julio Urias. They're calling up um, their pitching prospects. I think one of them was Emmett Shaheen, who has to pitch uh, in the majors. And then uh, yeah, so obviously Lancelin will help them for now, but I just felt like they could have gone someone better. It also depends on who who, who their prospects are, right? Because keep in mind they've made big trades in the past. With the Scherzer and Trey Turner trade, so yeah, that's, that was a that's big, that's a big, one um, you know, big set of. Oh, that's a big cost. Like the yeah. price was so huge. Was it also depends on what they had, and they took advantage of. You know, they, if they think they, I'm, I'm giving them the, the benefit of the doubt. You know, Dave Roberts is a great coach. Um, obviously, they, their playoff woes still continue, but let's see what they could do. So that that's the Dodgers side of things. Um, let's move on to the buyers and sellers here. Yeah, we mentioned. Potential teams that could be buyers and sellers, and I'll just pull up the standings. Off the bat, let's go with the Mets. Yeah, Very Mets. garbage year. Um, it's absolutely terrible. Verlander just, should get traded too, in my opinion. Like at that age, especially, like you might as well. Are you paying him that much money? Yeah, you might as well get off that money and go after Shohei, like you probably will, right? With that rich owner you have. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Verlander should get traded. They have Tommy Pham. They're yeah, like they're eighteen games off first. How many? That doesn't even matter. Let's see the wild card. They're six and a half out. So 
it could happen, but they already moved on from Max Scherzer, right? They already so moved on from like Aussie. They lost Jake Degrom. The, the, yeah, that earlier was in the, the year. Earlier in the year, uh, off season. But one of the key things was why they got David Robertson, and David Robertson was performing well, so it's not even on this fully. Yeah, it was Edwin Diaz being injured yeah. in the World Baseball Classic. But the thing is, they replaced him with David Robinson, Robertson, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, he he was killing it. At, he's an old guy, but he's also killing it. He was killing it for them. Who's, they all, added, who's also a Marlin now. They also added Kadoi Senga, big Japanese pro, uh, guy that was coming in free agent. Yeah, so like obviously on the offensive side of things, Francisco Lindor was struggling early on. Pete Alonso was just a power bat at this point, it seems like. Uh, Marcus Kanya starts like starting. Yeah, Mark Brandon Han- Nimmo they brought back. Mark Hanna and uh, Tommy Pham will be like the two big batting. Yeah, like targets. Brandon Nimmo's not going anywhere. So yeah, they'll be the two big batting targets. Lindor's not getting traded either. Yeah, so Verlander's almost off the books. Anyways, he might as well just trade him. Rumored Blue Jays were a rumored. I don't think it's happening. But like Houston going back, for example, was a, was an option. And Houston, you know, is struggling themselves with more than we thought. Um, obviously injuries don't help. Jordan Alvarez was injured for a bit there. I don't know if he still is, but yeah, so that's one team. We mentioned St. Louis, you know, again, another team that we had in our F tier spoilers, but you know, check out our tier list video to see where we had these teams ranked based on our opinion by the all-star break, by the all-star break. Yeah. Yeah, So this is not a mid-season ranking type thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, St. Louis, I mean, I don't think Aaron Otto is going to get traded. Yeah. That was a rumor. They were saying, I think the Dodgers were heavily like they were heavily, in talks yeah, they were heavily in talks for Arenado, but I think, I think the Cardinals are like are gonna back out of that. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Cardinals already got rid of like what one of their best relief pitchers, one of their best starters already. Yeah, Montgomery and Hicks. So I don't know. Like we'll see who else they have to get rid of. So another team that was interesting that reports came out on were the San Diego Padres, yeah. and that was my most disappointing team because I had them in the World Series preseason. Now, their top players have been doing well. Blake Snell, Josh Hader, uh, Fran, uh, Fran, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. came back and was doing well. Xander Bogarts was the one that was eh. But even Juan Soto was okay, decent. And um, who's the last guy? I think that's it, right? Uh, batting-wise? Batting-wise. You got you Darvish and Joe Musgrove as well. Yeah, Joe Musgrove was the guy I was thinking of. Josh Hader, you said that? Yeah. So, they are rumored to... At the time, this was a couple of days ago, on uh, two days ago, Padres listening to offers for Soto, Hayter, and Snell. Now, keep in mind, they traded for a big package with Juan Soto. He hasn't signed the extension yet, right? He rejected a $450 million extension with the Nationals. Okay, yeah, a lot of money you turned down, but a young player doesn't want to be the Nationals. Fine, you go to the team like this. You know, did well last year in the playoffs, even though... They obviously ultimately got destroyed by the Phillies, but they weren't supposed to Don't beat the, they weren't supposed to beat the Dodgers and LCS. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And Josh Hader, you know, first came in, struggled. Now this uh finished off that year well last year. And this year did well. Blake Snell been a Cy Young candidate this year. Obviously walks were a problem, especially against the Jays. Um uh, are they gonna trade him is the question. Now they're been on a resurgence. So, in, t- in terms of the standings, they're still five games out. So, are they going to do the Angels approach and keep everybody, which I feel like they are? And they're five game, five and a half out of the third wildcard spot, which is now occupied by Milwaukee. Um, and then in terms of division, they're not catching up. Of, no, uh, yeah, it's eight and a half out of the division. So, the question is, 
what are they doing right are they do you think they're doing a angels approach and they're gonna just try to like you know go all the way I mean, they're gonna, I, I think they're just gonna wait for like the last minute or deadline to really fully assess i feel like they'll move them if it's like big offers right like the, otherwise they're not gonna yeah right i'm like, not like, sure if any of these guys are free agents like free free agents or blake they have snow. like arbitration cases blake snell might be right yes blake snell i don't know about a hater but i know blake snell is for sure yeah so there that's an interesting thing to watch like i, I don't know if they're if they should be buyers or sellers or stay put um anything can go on baseball right if you go on a hot streak like i said you could randomly just go like literally the braves were a 500 team at the deadline made all these changes and they became buyers instead of sellers and we're going to win it all so um that's a team that i'm interested in seeing to see what they do um i still with that talent i'm willing personally i'm willing to bet on that talent yeah i could bet for me it's different with the angels because i'm like that's only one guy you're relying on yeah two guys potentially you're relying on now right and this one you have pitching talent bullpen slash small bullpen talent in terms of closing games and you have like arguably some of the top hitting um pe- uh, hitting young guys in the league right now yeah like i mean they definitely have a the talent they're the thing about them is like when we did their ranking they're like the Mets were like nine ten games behind 500 and obviously they went on a streak now where they're like only two or three below 500 so they're five i believe but yeah is it five Sorry, three. You're yeah, right. it was three. I'm so like, I'm uh, mixed up with them. It was a five. I was like, it was five. We'll go sell the team. Yeah, no, it's three. Like, so there, you, you don't have to look at the five hundred either. You got to look at how many spots yeah, no, you're how many behind, games, right? Like, that five, like usually in baseball, if you're a five hundred record, like you're in, kind of in the hunt, right? So, Unless you're in the AL Central, <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah, no AL Central. You just got to be five hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like you could be under five hundred for a little bit, and you'll be fine. Yeah, but and, uh, like unless you're the ALE, so we're like it's the opposite. Yeah, and then yeah, so the Padres. All right, I put himself in a position where, like, they need to make a decision, right? Where they, because they have enough talent, like you said, that they could, they should bet on to make the playoffs and go on the run in this, you know, last two months of the season. So I think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to be sellers. I think, I don't even think they're going to get anyone. Maybe like a small bullpen guy. Maybe a small, like, yeah, like small, at this point, small what- guy who could hit. Like a cheap guy. Are you gonna get someone realistically the value of Soto? Probably not at this point, knowing that you have to give Soto like four hundred million dollar contract, five even close. Knowing to how much you give up just to get Soto. Exactly. Not even just that, but give like a team that needs to give up the contract. You have to give him a contract, right? Same thing with potentially Josh Hader. Um, yeah. So guys like that. So I, I think they stay for. I'll, I'll me personally, I bet the ta- I'll bet on that talent and see you know if they can go on a run to pass the Giants and the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are kind of coming back to earth a little bit. Even though they're still killing it based on their standards, um, yeah. So, intriguing team to see for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely gonna go down right to the deadline, right to the last hour. Uh, we'll definitely see who else gets moved. So, I guess when you're like watching your games for like the early games fans, uh, you'll just be hearing trades <laughs> yeah. during the game, right? So, we'll see what happens there. Um, another team, the Cubs, and they're. They went on a run. Yeah, so they're fifty three and fifty three and fifty two now, three yeah. and a half away from first. So, are they gonna? They already just announced today that they're not gonna trade Bellinger. Do you still see them unless something crazy happens? Unless a crazy trade offer for Stroman happens or that? But three and a half game out, 
is realistic, especially if it, especially three and a half in the division which Milwaukee holds, right? I don't think they'll catch the Cincinnati Reds. They're, no, Milwaukee and Cincinnati. 58, 53. Yeah, no, sorry. No, Milwaukee and Cincinnati like head-to-head. Like they're yeah, they're four games forth. off division. So yeah. if I'm the Cubs, I might as well just stay. Just take your chance, right? Take like, your you chance have a good, Before you have a good the season, before the couple from like All-Star break, you're like, yeah, they're going to sell. Because like when we did a ranking, they were five games below 500. Yeah. Right? And now they went on this eight-game win streak, I believe. And now they're a bit game above. And now they're a game above, right? You have this good young pitcher in Justin Steele who's been absolutely killing it. And also a Cyan candidate for the NL. Marcus Stroman had a resurgence. Yeah, had a freaking bounce back here, like from his Blue Jays days. And then uh, you got Dansby Swanson, you got Cody Bellinger who's been lighting, lighting it up as well. So yeah, if I'm dumb, just, Ian Happ as well. If I'm dumb, just buy. Can you add like? A can you add a bat? Can you add like? I don't know anyone in the bullpen, but like, yeah, if you could add someone there as well, like, yeah. just why not? We're still learning baseball in the fly. We're not, you know, experts or anything, but. As much as we know, we're we're spewing that information out. So yeah, the Cubs. I'm not. the Blue Jays. We know the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, Blue Jays. We know through. But even then, like the targets were Blue Jays, we wouldn't really know who to go after. Nah, I I know that. Some of the names. Yeah, like Tommy yeah. Pham. I would down to get. Tommy Outside, Pham. Of, I'm not. I'm talking <laughs> about like if you if the Cubs were sellers, who in their bullpen would you want? In the Cubs bullpen. Yeah, that might be good. That you don't know. No one. Exactly. But I'm just saying in general. Because I wanted Jordan Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Last team I want to get into here that's disappointing, and I don't know what they're going to do. And uh, before you get into some trade targets that could be available, Seattle Mariners. And obviously, they recently just came up a 2-1 series win over the Jays. But again, they're still only a game over 500. They were a team that was supposed to be easily second in this division. Yeah, for sure. They're fourth, right? They're five games out of the wild card spot on the Jays right now and the Astros. So they're... Five games off the Astros as well. One game behind the Angels still. And they have to jump teams like the Angels, the Yankees, and the Red Sox, Jays, and Astros to just even get in. Yeah, there's a lot. The wildcard so, race is definitely... There's a lot of teams going after it. Is that a team that stays pat? <laughs> I don't think they'll sell anyone, really. Like, who do they really have that they could sell? They the gave Luis... Cas- <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's the only guy. Like, batting-wise, right? That's Luis. a guy like, him. Hey, I'm the Jays, bring him back, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, genuinely. But, he, uh, genuinely fits. Like, uh, the Oscar Hernandez... Hernandez getting out, uh, coming back to the Jays. Definitely he says, I-, I wouldn't say no either, even in free agency. So, so yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely, I think they're, I don't think they're going to do anything. Like, I think they're going to stay put, but it's like me, a team, if they, if they get a sick offer for a guy, they'll probably do it. Yeah. But otherwise not. Like, obviously they're not going to get rid of like Julio, right? I yeah. don't think they're going to get rid of Luis Castillo. Because yeah, because they, they, they extended price. both of them. One who yeah. was their young piece. So, like, why would they get rid of them? So, so right. So, like, the guys are like Kyle Raleigh and all these guys. And I don't think I, I don't think, think they're, they're still yeah. gonna be they're gonna be a team that still tries to want to run, which they did it last year too. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think those are the teams I really wanted to, that I wanted to get into. Um, the Pirates decided to go from first to worst, almost worst in the in the division. But yeah, uh, you got any trade targets you want to talk? I mean, they're like. That you know, you're the baseball guy out of the both of us. Uh, right, but like some of the ones that I've seen, obviously just like a little bit outdated, but another White Sox guy who's been struggling, Tim Anderson. Yeah. Definitely could be an ad for a lot of teams, especially because he has been doing good since the All-Star break. Uh, Lance Lynn's already got traded as well. So Tommy Pham, we talked about him, right? He's having a decent year. He's 35 years old. And then in June, I think he had like an insane run where he was hitting like 340 batting average. Uh, 
another former Blue Jay is Randall Gritchek, who's hitting 300. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting him back either. He's in from Colorado right now, so definitely, I think he's definitely a piece that should be able to get traded, and also he's gonna be a, he's gonna be, he's like a cheap beast, right? He's not gonna cost too much for a team. Yeah. So uh, I just have I just opened up a list on my laptop here, and obviously Jordan Montgomery, according to them, was the best. He's gone. Jeremer or Jerem. Jimer Heimer Candelario Yeah Yeah from the Nationals Yeah he's definitely Michael Lorenzen from the Tigers Tommy Pham The thing with Michael Lorenzen He's a multi-inning guy as well Jack From the bullpen Yeah Jack Flaherty is a starter For the Cardinals this year Jordan Hicks just got traded to the Jays Eduardo Rodriguez You mentioned right Yeah No He's he's one of the the big starters That could get traded For the Tigers So Cardinals are literally Selling selling Scott Barlow From the Royals yeah, big, he's big, having a down year compared to what he did last year. But, but again, that's a guy I wouldn't mind betting. You, on. yeah, you definitely get him. Marcana. Yeah, Marcana. Paul Deong, again, another Cardinal, another Cardinal, which already got traded. Paul Seaweld from the Mariners is a big one. Paul Seaweld. Oh, that, that's definitely a big one. That's a big one. Um, um obviously the Oscar Hernandez, what we mentioned. Another interesting one that I'm seeing right now because Cleveland Guardians have been, haven't been as good as they were last year was Shane Bieber. Yeah. Um, they're they're also just right there too, so it's tough. Yeah, with so that with that, that division, they might just bet on it and just get one division. Uh, yeah, those are those are the, some the top names I've recognized. Justin Verlander, I mentioned. Like Scherzer already got traded. Like the pitching, the starting pitching in this deadline, like for targets, like it came to a point where like Otani, Snell, Shane Bieber, Eduardo Rodriguez, Marcus Stroman, Cody Bellinger. I'm talking like starting pitching. Oh, pitching. Sorry, Lucas Giolito. Like all these guys were like available at one point. Oh, this is also and obviously some of them. Got this traded. is a decent name available too, especially with the emergence of Ali De La Cruz, Jonathan India. Oh yeah, yeah, that was definitely so one too. Shortstop replacement. Yeah. You mentioned David Benner. He's forty nine on this list. I think it's only because the realism factor. He's too valuable. You're a you're a huge fan of him, right? So he's he's having a historically good year for the thing is he's on the Pirates, and he's definitely like one of the Pirates' most valuable pieces. So he's gonna he's gonna cost like you know a lot just to get. It can cost definitely like a top ten prospect in the pool. Yeah. All right. Um. Let me just quickly check any rumors with any of these insiders. Twitter is throwing me off because they're now called X. And um, I thought Elon Musk would have made Twitter better. I actually thought that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously like, not. But yeah, that's downhill. Like what? There's now like a Twitter tweet limit, right? Like how much you could read, how much you could tweet, and all that stuff. So, have you reached a limit yet? I haven't never touched it. I don't know if it's actually there or not. <laughs> That's the thing. And then, like, well, all this verifications bullshit. Is, I don't understand it. I still don't know how to use you it. You haven't even used it yet. I don't bro. use it. I genuinely don't understand how it works. Um. Okay, one sec. I'm just trying to find a Jeff Passon or someone on this. But uh, I think a lot of soccer news, which we might have to get into in a, in a bit. Oh, here we go. Jeff Passon... Um, okay, that's just the Jordan Hicks stuff. Talking baseball might be a good one. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, don't see much. I mean, the main deadline, main rumors come like on Tuesday, obviously, but yeah. It ends it, it's actually later than the NBA and NHL ones. This ends at 3 uh, PST, 6 Eastern. That's actually sick. So, they'll go uh, on like, for more dirty. It might be Tuesday. sick. It might not be sick for fans of teams that might be selling players and having a heart attack of who they're going to get rid of or even like guys like us who are looking for bats. Like last year, I remember I'm like, who the fuck are the Blue Jays going to trade for? <laughs> the, and, and I'm sitting at work just like, trying to like, figure that out. Like Whip Merrifield and like Anthony Bass. 
That's, those are like big deadline acquisitions. And Zach Pop. Yeah. Also, that's Zach Pop is another bullpen guy we've got to mention who's having a good year until he got injured as well. Yeah. And also another thing for Jordan Hicks is like, like Blake Snell you mentioned, he has a walk issue as well. Yeah. So it kind of, if it, Pete Walker could fix that command, we got ourselves a steal. If, if you could resign him as well. Yeah. Um, okay, let me just check trades, any trades that actually happened that are low. Nicky Lopez for Taylor Hearn, which is Braves get Nicky Lopez from the Royals. Um, yeah, so the Max Scherzer trade is a one for one. Him, Max Scherzer and Cash for Acuna. Yeah, so the. Uh, Kendall Graveman to the Astros for Corey Lee, White Sox. David Robertson got traded for Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez. Carlos Santana to the Brewers. David Robertson's Marlins, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Giolito last time. Uh, okay. Giolito last Let's time. Let's get into NFL. And we had some breaking news yesterday or on Saturday at this point and, um, involving the Colts and not on the good thing as a bad thing because we were having all these running back talks and we, the name we mentioned was Jonathan Taylor. And it's been announced that Jonathan Taylor has officially requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. And there's a lot of things we need to go into in this because it's not just Jonathan Taylor. It could be, this could have been any running back because we already, we had this situation with Austin Eckler earlier in the year. And the reason why this trade is happening is, you know, last episode we talked about Jim Ursa's comments, um, Jonathan Taylor's changing agent and he has, it's actually his new agent, um, trying to get a deal done. Um, Ursa has come out and said like this was not directed at, the comments were not directed just at Jonathan Taylor or at Jonathan personally. And he also did disclose that a contract offer was not given yet. Extension was not given yet, which surprised me a little bit. Um, and obviously because of that, JT at practices, he's on the pop list. So he is genuinely hurt. There, he did not pass the medical and he is not practicing, but he's there and he could just tell by his face that he doesn't want to be there or whatever the case. He's just pissed off. Right. And yeah. So first thoughts, you know, as a Colts fan. First Remind thoughts. me not to get attached to a running back ever again, just <laughs> right? cause of, because not because it's JT. I'm just saying because of the stupid market and all that stuff. Bro, we were like, yo, John the Taylor's sick. Yo, this guy's gonna be back healthy this year. Anthony Richardson, that back backfield duels be nice. The read option game will be nice and all that stuff. Then we got like a notification saying or like whatever. Jonathan Taylor mentioning that he want to be cold for life. We're like all pumped up. This guy's gonna get a contract extension. And I generally, I obviously there's a running back issue. It is, but like I generally thought we would give Jonathan Taylor the extension. Yeah, and no if you, if we were to tag one, I would. I thought the, I thought they would have tagged Pittman, but I guess that's not gonna happen. But yeah, and they were like, yeah, Colt for life. Ballard's like, yeah, we're working on extension talks. We're like, yo, everything's going good. We finally have a quarterback. Shaq Leonard's getting back healthy. You know, hopefully the O line bounces back, and then. Yesterday was and such then, a good day. Saturday was such a good day for us because, like, we re- released the even podcast. By the way, check that out. <laughs> um, you know, we went to a Vancouver Canadiens game, which was a fun game to go to it's us itself. The the fights were crazy. Everything was going good except for the John, John Taylor, Taylor trade. requested to get trade. It feels weird because, like, and from any of my teams, I think the last time I remember a player requesting out was Ryan Kessler back in, like, 2015, 2014 season, right? So, um... Yeah, so for my thoughts, it's like every if you go on Twitter and you see everybody's thoughts on this running back situation, is I'm gonna we're gonna echo the same thing. He has no market, right? Because Austin Eckler did not get traded; he's still on the 
um, on the Chargers. Dalvin Cook is still not signed. There are some news updates on that, but Dalvin Cook did not get signed. You're looking at guys like Saquon Barkley did not get an extension, and he's you know a guy you would trade for. Josh Jacobs did not get an extension, um, and then some players are taking pay cuts as well, right? Aaron so, Jones is one. Yeah. So um, I mean, the thing is this: if you're looking at a coach perspective, right, you ain't trading your best offensive player for like a fourth round pick just because he wants out. Yeah. Right. And obviously, the Colts are doing the smart business move. And they, yeah, it may not be like, you no. Know, what do you call it? Ethical, whatever, to player, like the relationship. Let's, let's make this clear. If, like, McCaffrey's at $16 million a year, Jonathan Taylor is deserved of a four-year, $14 million contract, $15 million. Yeah, I would agree. I would, especially he, at this age. 13, he has no, his had, yeah. he had his first injury-ridden year, which is why it's affecting his contract. But that that's the fear, right? Because the injuries of in the game. Um... Sorry, I cut you off. I'll let you go. For a second. What the fuck was I saying? <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. I'll go then if you think about it. Um, what am I supposed to... What, what the fuck? How the hell did I forget? Oh. It's just because that's the ethical... Oh, yeah, uh, that thing. Yeah. yeah. Colts are making a smart business move because like they're like, I ain't fucking trading you, <laughs> <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> right? Um, Because like you yeah. have the one-year control, right? Then you got two franchise tags for another two years. So realistically, you got three years on him, right? And obviously, there, there's a fine Taylor has to pay for forty k, I think, for holding out. And I don't think Jonathan Taylor is that type of player that we'll hold out. Who knows, man? His owner's a piece of shit. Oh, sorry, not his owner. His agent. His agent's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's also being unprofessional too, right? Yeah, like Ursay is too. Don't get me wrong, but his. Well, here's the thing. His agent's not helping. His People agent's comparing Ursay to Dan Schneider, I've saw that a little bit is bullshit because Dan Schneider did not give a shit about his. Um, players and team in general because when you look at the turnout of the do you see the picture of the turnout of Dan Schneider um, of the Washington Commanders last year to this year of oh, the, yeah, of the right? practices last year completely empty like probably like was, three people this Kevin year Durant Kevin there. Durant showed up right and it was packed Jim Irsay no matter what you this is the one thing he did tell Jonathan Taylor uh, uh, yeah he did because he confirmed it he's like hey there's no other franchise whether you agree with Irsay or not for giving that money for example Quentin Nelson Shaq Leonard who did get injured the next year right that treat their players the that treat their players as well as the Colts do. You get a prime example. Andrew Luckwick is the highest paid QB. DeForest Buckner got an immediate extension, making him one of the highest D tackles in the game, right? And then now you got Shaq Leonard, you got Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson. I would not be as surprised if Jonathan Taylor would have gotten like you know a two three year contract as even for like fourteen million a year. Now, we don't know what the Colts want to offer, and we don't know what JT's asking for, right? Realistically, from what I've been seeing on uh, on Twitter, based on these Colts insiders, they're saying that, like, you know, Colts fans are saying, eh, no matter what, I'm giving JT three years, $13 million, right? And then yeah, one, of the, one, of the, one of the insiders said, I agree with that. I want to give JT that money. But JT is asking for more. And we don't know if he's asking for four or five-year deals, which, to your point earlier, is like that franchise-type thing, like the classic... um tear on the body and we don't know if he's asking for like 17 18 million dollars to reset the market and in this case i do agree with the colts do not you, you they always reset the market for example shaq leonard reset the market um quentin nelson quentin reset nelson. the market right andrew luck which oh, that one's obvious that's quarterback you, yeah that so sense. you gotta reset the market there um yeah so at this point it's i don't know because like his owner sorry his um as much as ursa can be annoying and stuff like that. We get it. His he's age, also 100% right. 
His agent is also being annoying too. His agent is not helping the situation because you could tell that a couple of months ago you mentioned I want to be a cold for life. Changed his and then he didn't get his contract. Now his demeanor changed, and his agent being a factor like oh yeah this relationship is irreparable. Um, this I hope it's like the Debo Samuel slash Lamar Jackson situation. Now their positions are different. Even though Debo Samuel was a wide back, <laughs> which is the funniest thing to say in the world, but I still want JT on this team. You want JT on this team? It's, Yes, I I'm a little detached, but if his own, if his uh, agent is being a prick and he's not gonna come down to it, because at the end of the day, even if Jonathan Taylor requested this trade, be honest, and I know you're gonna agree with what I'm saying here. Miami trades for him, but are they really gonna? They didn't give up a, like a seventh round pick for Dalvin Cook. What makes? And I get it, Dalvin Cook's a little older, but what makes you think they're gonna give us like a let's say a fifth, uh, less than a fifth round pick? But and you have to extend him, right? So how? What is his value at this Colts point? If the trade Jonathan Taylor for a fourth round pick, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm be like, there's I'm, a reason why. I'm be like, what the hell are you doing? Kids? As much as I agree with Eckler that like, hey, you don't value me, you're not paying me, but then you're also asking for a first, second round pick. Now, I agree with the Eckler side of things, but I also agree with the Chargers side of things. Both things could be true. And to your exact your point, I would be pissed off if you don't get at least like a second or a third for Jonathan Taylor. Christian McCaffrey got two, three, four, five. And Travis Etienne probably bringing up some, you know, facts for sure. He's like, now it's our job as running backs to propel our game. You look at Christian McCaffrey, he's no longer just a running back. Even though how dominant he is as a running back, he's also like a slot receiver, you could say. Yeah. Right? JT is a good screen pass runner. Is he an elite, you know... He's not an elite receiver. Right, as, as, as of right now, no. But he's definitely more... He's I improving. He he's better improving, than... Yeah. I think he's better than what Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook as receivers, for sure. But he ain't no Christian McCaffrey yet. Saquon is the guy, you could say, he's closer to Christian McCaffrey in that sense, right? Um, even in his own his former teammate, Naeem Hines was the, that catch guy, usually not JT. But that doesn't... And also, it's... it's it's such a weird argument to make because now our bias is involved. But both sides are right. Like, 100% right. The owners and the GMs, they're right in their situation because the market is so bad that, like, how are you... Like, like there are reports coming out saying, like, other GMs are like, well, in a couple of years, we could just drop this guy, right? Like, look at B. John Robinson. He's killing it right now. Is B. John Robinson going to propel his game like Christian McCaffrey? We'll see. Time will tell. I know he's meant he's his elite running back. There's a reason why he went well, eighth overall to the Falcons or whatever the, whenever the Falcons pick this year. Um, but I will not be surprised in like three years' time, which is literally Jonathan Taylor's time going into his fourth year. Is Bijan Robinson gonna be this exact same situation? Uh, the thing with Bijan Robinson is like Jonathan Taylor. They're like happy guys as well. Yeah, right? they're happy, humble dudes and willing to put in the work. As now well. Jonathan Taylor flipped it, <laughs> and now Jonathan Taylor's like listen, pissed I, off. I I. I think the reason why he's not getting his contract is because of the injury last year. So I think JT will end up not end up will end up playing, and I hope he proves his worth and he gets paid. Like I I don't want any player not to get paid, not to not get paid, right? Because like that's your job. You're playing football. You want to get security, and I agree with the running backs there. Yeah. So to your points, the ethical side of things is fucked. Does a new CBA thing need to happen? Obviously, Ursa completely disagrees with that. Excuse me, but yeah. So. That's my take on this. John, like everyone is right and everyone is wrong at the same time. Yeah, right? and how do you? People do are you handling fix, it fucked up ways too. How do you? How do you fix a situation where like everyone is right and everyone's wrong at the same time? Yeah. So for Jonathan Taylor, he's, and I'm seeing again. I I agree with all the reports I see on Twitter or like people tweeting their opinions. You're just digging yourself a hole at this point. He is because 
You're telling you're at least what your owner is saying. Or fuck, why am I keep saying his owner? His agent is saying, you know, it reflects you because unless you speak out on it, right? And people are advising him to change the agent. Obviously, it, he's ruining your money anyways. Like, okay, now even if the Colts don't pay you, which the most likely team will pay you will be the Colts because usually you'll get paid by your own running back unless you're just a leader. Uh, yeah. Unless you're like Christian McCaffrey and you're willing to give up like four, whatever, two, three, four, second round, like second, third, and or fourth. But then again. Him. Hunter did lock him up too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're hurting your value by being like throwing a hissy fit. Even though he's not really publicly putting a hissy fit, I'm saying like in terms of related, what your agent is saying out you're there. You're related to someone who's doing it. Yeah, and you're not coming out and saying against it. You've come out and said like, yeah, running back should get paid, and which is fair game. Like every running back yeah, should say that. Say that. That's but if you're but you're ruining your chances of getting your money because now you're requested a trade and no one's going to willing to trade you. The more you wait, the chances are you're, you ain't going to get paid. So the only way he's going to get paid is if he plays this year, is healthy. Let's just say the Colts go on a make up. The Colts make the playoffs and it's because of Jonathan Taylor. He's going to get paid somewhere. He, has he to should get paid, get paid somewhere. And, and, and if it'll he be doesn't at that point, then it's just fucked up. Then it's fucked up. But I, you know, we, we'll get into our NFL predictions in a month from now, most likely, before the season starts. We obviously don't project the Colts doing anything crazy. It's a tough prediction to make this year in the NFL for every team. But it's just like you're hurting your own chances to get, you're hurting your chances to get the money because you are with an owner that takes care of his players and he's done that many times in the past. Right. There's no, you can't say it was a one time thing. He did that with Shaq Leonard. No, he did it to us. There's a reason why we were the highest paid O line because they were all drafted or acquired by the Colts at a younger age. Um, uh, DeForest Buckner is a perfect example that you were, you valued him so much that you wanted to pay him right away. I know JT's available like that. You just gotta, if JT is healthy, which he's gonna be proven healthy most likely by the season starts because he was injured for all of last year is, is Zach Moss really... If Zach Moss outperforms you next year, you just fuck yourself up. Simple yeah, as that. as simple as that. I mean, there's nothing else to really touch. It's just another story for the running back situation and is directly affecting our team. Yeah. Which is <laughs> the worst weird. part. So that's why we have like, you no. Know, we have ties into this. That's why we were more, yeah. Uh, a little bit more. You, you'll see a more passionate side when it's involved our teams for sure. Yeah. But... Uh, moving on oh, oh last comment quickly jt hopefully you you change your mind and we don't want to trade you and ursa you actually offer him a contract and see but ursa did confirm that no contract offer probably just, but not even that man that's just too much jt just fucking play this year that's it that's all <laughs> hopefully i just play and ball out and then you'll get your money most likely yeah. by the colts hopefully um Dalvin speaking cook. of running backs dalvin cook is meeting with the jets and not surprising especially with the Restructure, restructured Aaron Rodgers contract where he took the massive pay cut. Dalvin Cook might get paid for a year. Who knows? <laughs> right? You might get a one-year, fifteen million dollar contract that you know everybody thought Saquon may have gotten. Um, so I'm not gonna be surprised if that's the case. If they get Dalvin Cook and him and Brees Hall are your back, uh, running back duo, uh, good luck. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, speaking of the uh, well former viking now current viking daniel former viking and dalvin cook uh current viking daniel hunter has uh agreed to a one-year 20 million dollar contract again he was tagged i believe uh, he was yeah he was also i think he yeah. was one of the players holding out as well yeah so included the includes a 17 million dollar contract no tag clause uh their team is still willing to entertain trade offers um now keep in mind this is a pass rush position it's a major position <laughs> compared yeah, to running like one back of the, one so of the biggest defensive positions um so there's that news and let me go to the other news small news quickly 
Um, injuries, Joe Burrow. Strained calf. That's well, keep in mind, it, it did not look good when you saw the video. Yeah, but strained calf, so you got to be like careful with it. Because Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Right? That's the thing. So, like, you can't really... He's out rush. for a couple of weeks, that they're saying. Yeah, no, but you can't really rush him back. Kevin Durant was it, out for a bit, and then he rushed back, and you saw what happened. Yeah, so, so there's definitely a situation in Cincinnati, and it could definitely lead to a point where, like, he misses the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, then if you rush him back, he might miss the whole season, because it could lead to a point And of money is on the line. I think, still think he should just get paid right now. It doesn't uh, matter. He's going to get paid. He should, but, this, the, but the, they'll make it use an excuse not to pay him right now. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to wait a little bit. They're, just don't rush him back. That's what I'm going to yeah. say. Because if you rush him back and he gets a torn Achilles, that's his second major injury already. Yeah. With a torn ACL, MCL. Yeah, in his rookie year. In his rookie year when he got tackled by Chase Young. Okay, so other injuries, are, uh, notable injuries on the top of my head? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been a few. There are a few. But, like, obviously, Joe Burrows is the biggest one. Uh, But... That's the thing, you know, is there anything wrong with training camp? Because there's a lot. Every year, there's always something. That's why injuries. Shane Steichen said it, we're easing people into it on purpose. But if you want to see any more injuries, you could look at it, NFL injuries. But uh, let me just read out some other news that came out. Um, oh, yeah, I, I forgot to mention. On the trade request, Jim Ursay did say no. So he, we yeah, ain't trading Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, you said that. Okay. Is it Colts are not trading? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, I just wanted to clear that because I'm on the list. That's why. Um, Patriots host running back Ezekiel Elliott on a free agent visit. Yeah, makes sense. He's another guy that's still available, running back market. You know, make make do. I think he was caught, not caught. He was shown having lunch with, um, I think Mac Belichick? Jones or Mac Jones. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Dolphins signed Eli Apple. Yeah. Okay. Steelers signed Quan Alexander. That's it. That's that fits the Steelers thing. Yeah. Here's a little surprising news, but not really because it, it kind of makes sense. He's also a running back. Um, Sony Michelle has officially retired. Known for especially for a big reason why. The Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Rams that year. Yeah, um, he did fall off. Like his production did fall off. Um, probably some of the injuries as well. But yeah, five years as a first round pick, kind of, kind of not good to see, especially with the running back. What's going on with the running backs right now? Steelers say rookie Monte Potterbaum, fullback, is retiring from the NFL. Wait, running what? rookie fullback from the Steelers is retiring from the NFL. He is the only fullback on the roster. So I guess Derek Watt's not there? He's not. He's a free agent. Okay, so yeah. He's the only fullback, so which means Derek Watt might come back. Why is he there? Because there's a reason why he's retiring? No, it just says it here. Okay. Another thing for I would like to say right now for NFL News is Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Cause I was, I was going to bring another beef thing too, but... Yeah, Travis Kelsey was caught punching his teammate in the practice. And I know you have some takes. So I'll let you continue it for a second. Yeah, for first of all, when I saw a clip, the guy didn't do anything to him. I don't know why the hell he just turned. Like he wanted to body him or something. And that's Nothing like that. Uh, it was a play. Like there's one clip I saw. He caught a touchdown. The guy was holding him. Obviously, he was going to grab you a little bit. Football, the physical sport. Right? Drops a ball. Just starts punching him for no reason. Right? And then, like I just said, right? The Kansas City Chiefs are not winning the Super Bowl. And here's my reason why. The year that Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship. In the offseason. Draymond Green did a one-two combo on <laughs> Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole wasn't the same player as he was the year one. And the Warriors were not the same team as they were when in the championship run because uh, their road record was absolutely dreadful and eventually eliminated by the Lakers in the playoffs. So here's my thing with the Chiefs. It's kind of like they're in a situation in the NBA where the Western Conference and the AL is the tougher 
conference. I mean, not AL. Yeah, AFC. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> AFC are the tougher conferences, yeah. right? So, one little mess up like that. So, that's your conspiracy. That's my conspiracy theory. Like, obviously, <laughs> I, I don't, it might not be, I'm making a bigger situation than it actually is because, uh, but then again, Draymond is one of your leaders. So, with Travis Kelsey. So, we'll see what happens, obviously. Because you could tell the Warriors were like, it genuinely affected the Warriors. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to affect the Chiefs. If no, we, we don't know the guy who he hit is kind of valued to his team as much as Jordan Poole is. Yeah. So, at that moment. That is uh, conspiracy theories with uh, Jobin. <laughs> that yeah, on why the Chiefs yeah. will not win the Super Bowl. On why the Chiefs will not win. Um, a big injury, Jalen Ramsey. I think we missed it last pod. Uh, I think it was then. Yeah. Uh, knee injury, He'll uh, he's already got surgery and he'll miss the first six to eight weeks of the season. Yeah, league. that's a big loss. Um, the the beef I was going to bring up was uh, Sean Payton versus the, <laughs> the for, former, now, well, now it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to get into, but just him just talking shit. Yeah, Sean He Payton. came out and said, he's, like, he's not taking back what he said, but he's like, Obviously, I had my Fox hat on because he was with Fox Sports. And obviously, I should have been better with that. But obviously, he's not taking back what he said. So, like, first, you just, I think, like, shot on the Jets in general. So he, no, first, he shot on the Broncos saying how shit they were last year. Yeah, man, Stuff like that. Hackett, Hackett was the co- uh, guy. And then he shot on the Jets. Because of Hackett being there, and he started shitting on the Jets. Like, oh, they're the most, like, talked about, talked about, about team. team or, yeah, like, and then, not, they haven't yeah. shown anything or whatever. And then Aaron, and then Aaron Rodgers. Sala oh, yeah. Responded back saying, like, oh. If he ain't got haters. If he got, ain't got haters, he ain't doing anything. Yeah. Right, right? So he's like, keep talking about us, especially when you're playing us in week five. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers came out and said, keep your, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I love it. I love here. I love the drama. So I let's see. There's been a lot of drama in this training camp, right? Yeah. And compared well, to the running back is the major thing. Yeah. And, then, and obviously, Taylor for us. So, um, speaking well, of. Quickly, one point I was going to make. Yeah. How much is this Taylor drama overshadowing a Pittman contract extension? <laughs> Because I never heard anything about that yet. Well, Pittman just says, like, I'm here to have fun and I'm letting my agents do a thing. He's with Rock Nation Sports, I believe. Jay-Z owned sports agency. Um, Pittman will get paid. That one, I'm not... JT won, like, I thought he would have been the first running back to get paid because of the Colts. But where with Pittman, I feel like he is literally the vet in the room. Yeah, he is a vet. Realistically, like, who's good and, like, who's been there for a while. All the wide receivers are one or two-year players right now. Yeah. Like, Pierce, the second year. Josh Downs. Downs. Like, Ashton Doolin's good, but he's, like, he'll he'll be a leader, especially in the special team side of things. But he ain't no Pittman for the team. Yeah, he's not Pittman. So, we'll see with that. Um, Hey, speaking of the Colts, A-Rich killing it at training camp, apparently. So, let's see how long. I I want him to start because I don't want to wait, like, three, four weeks. We'll see what happens in preseason. Uh, speaking of that, Zach Wilson, who's taking big leaps himself, which is good because you need a successor to Aaron Rodgers eventually, yeah. uh, is will play in Thursday night's Hall of Fame game. So this Thursday, NFL football is back. Preseason, yeah. Yeah. So preseason will it kick sucks off. sucks because I think Colts first preseason's preseason game is the day I have an exam. <laughs> but the thing is like... You have I the zone, so you're good <laughs> to come back to watch if you need yeah. to. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I study before the exam or like watch the game. Um, uh, I would say study because it's fucking preseason. <laughs> if Anthony Richardson is playing, I gotta watch that. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's it for the NFL from my end. Do you have anything? No. Okay, so let's go to some quick fire, and this quick fire might be a little bit longer than a quick fire. Um, fight recaps: massive fights yesterday or Saturday because um, 
Wanna go? You wanna go with boxing? Or you wanna go with UFC? We'll start off with the boxing because because I was the bigger. That was one fight. Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford happened finally, and our predictions were: you said Spence decision, I said Crawford decision, and obviously we we ended up catching the fight, which I'm happy about. And Bud Crawford, Terence Bud Crawford, is now your undisputed welterweight champion by beating Errol Spence. In the ninth round TKO, dropped him twice in round seven and dropped him early in round two. Pretty much dominated him the rest yeah, of the ever fight. Yeah, ever since like round two. Uh, before him. I let you continue, he's the first man boxer, like male boxer, to let me just get this exactly right. Bud only male two division undisputed champion. So he was already undisputed champion and like one of the lightweights. Like you know how this is bro- like boxing gets broken down. Yeah, like. boxing. So whatever is below this welterweight, I think he was undisputed there. Went up and now is undisputed again. It's probably some like heavy lightweight shit like that. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how this makes Light sense. Heavyweight, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah, dom- I mean, um, yeah, he dominated. Like what Spence probably had the first round. He made Spence look like he doesn't belong, and people thought they were like neck and neck for one and two, which was fair before which the fight. Fair, yeah, but Bud showed like nah, it's just me and everybody else. Kind of like Fury in the heavyweight division. Yeah, so obviously we are anticipating a rematch. You know, no, we are most yeah, likely because uh, Spence confirmed like he put his rematch clause in already. Yeah, it makes sense. I think sense. the loser decides and if they want to. Yeah, so. but like it makes sense because like Spence has earned the respect to get a rematch, right? Because Spence was one of the top dogs. He only won like one, maybe two rounds, questionably. He won yeah. one, right? I'll yeah, say like out round. of the judges' scorecards that I saw, yeah. he won one round. By so like, one no, but, but my point is this: like, whoever won this fight, right? The loser deserved the respect and earned the shot to get a rematch to be a chance. Becoming the this top time dog, the weight right? might move up because these guys are at 147. Um, now they might go up to 154 because even uh, they were drained at 147. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Spence credit to him did not say like, "Oh, I agree to the weight, so better man won." Yeah, so like, but I do activate my rematch and try to get this done in the future. And Bud himself said like, "Yeah, I'm down to do 154." Yeah, so like, yeah, like my point I'm saying like these guys earned the respect whoever lost to get that rematch this? and to have a chance of being the top dog because this does not deserve to be a one fight runoff right this is this has to be a trilogy it's just such a one-sided affair it reminds me of fury wilder too yeah that it was such a one-sided affair that yeah we we actually got a third fight on that one in this case will be a second there'll be a second fight on that one um but like i said i think even like i know me and you were talking after the fight yesterday that spence will find adjustments for sure but that doesn't mean crawford at least we, we don't think he'll take it lightly if he does he'll probably lose but he will still be prepared no matter what yeah and at this point like like how we thought fury wilder like it might be essentially what fury wilder 3 was uh where fury was dominating then wilder knocked him down a couple of times and then fury dominated the rest of the way almost i mean the reason why that was a trilogy fight is it's because of a wilder also otherwise broke his hand too no it's because it was a draw in the first fight yeah yeah no so but like it would have been like two I'm, I'm anticipating that to be like a it was a two it fight thing too. it would have been a two i'm fight. saying three because it it fact is yeah it was so third like, fight so that's what i'm anticipating this fight to be whereas like i still think bud will end up winning it and for um overall pound for pound i said fury i'm gonna after finding out that he's a two-time <laughs> undisputed yeah, but is hands down number one in my opinion and fury's number two they both shown skill sets uh fury and bud that they could probably go with the skills they have they could go to any weight and do the exact same thing obviously fury ain't gonna come down all the way to freaking well he's like even heavier than a heavyweight. So yeah, um, Bud Crawford for sure, pound for pound king, no debates. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just happy there's a rematch clause because, like I said, 
they both earn the respect to like and we'll probably see a more motivated yeah expense. obviously but like they both earn the respect for what they've done to have a but chance man, to be the top the dog. way he i watched the highlights again today and the way he dominated yeah he did dominate insane. crawford like yeah boxed him power everything was yeah like, he, he did ragdoll counter punch him yeah everything because like the one in the second round i think spence was winning the set round two until uh crawford caught him with a nice counter punch and dropped him yeah so yeah congrats bud well we're looking for that rematch so yeah you know, he's one of my favorite fighters so i'm happy that i got that prediction right so ufc we got we'll start off with we'll start with the main one bmf belt bmf yeah um justin gaethje just did a leon edwards literally exactly what leon edwards did in round five against kamara usman J- uh justin gaethje did the exact same to dustin Poirier in round two knocked him out to be the bmf belt but that wasn't a knockdown there's rumors saying that like Herb Dean coming in from the top rope, doing a people's <laughs> elbow, right elbow drop, right onto Dustin Poirier, was absolutely the the reason why Poirier got knocked out, making this match fixed, and Gaethje did not win. Okay, shut up. <laughs> because Herb Dean did the dirty work. So he's a shit ref. No, Herb Dean's a goat. <laughs> but no, okay. All all joking aside, though. Um, Obviously, it's a clear leg kick. Yeah, clear, clear leg, leg kick. kick. And you know the funny thing about this one is, Kamaru Usman is Justin Gaethje's teammate. And it was the exact same kick. He got knocked out by Leon Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> and they were bringing it up on, uh, I think, uh, Rogan, Joe Rogan brought it up. I watched the post-fight um, interview after. It was, he was just saying, like, it was like Leon Edwards-esque. <laughs> and then yeah. Kamaru Usman's obviously there. But no, um, Gaethje got his revenge from, you know, since 2018. He beat the guy that once beat him. Um, potential third fight down the line. Who knows? Um, but, you know, he's obviously looking forward to having one last shot most likely at Makachev or Olivier or whoever wins that fight so um like you know you know I'm a huge Justin Gaethje fan I know you're kind of R2 um I'm, I will look I will be looking forward to one more fight at least you know Gaethje doesn't win belts he won a belt he might, like, a it belt. might not be the biggest belt but he still won the he won it he did not get he didn't lose the big one again yeah and then also after the fight Conor McGregor wants it and well, Conor McGregor needs to fucking shut up and fight Michael Chandler before uh, he starts talking shit. Dude's talking all this shit and hasn't fought in so long. So Sixth let's see him broke. in the ring first because he's literally that, getting yeah. owned in TUF, the ultimate fighter by Michael Chandler from all the tweets I've been seeing. And he's like, his fighters are like, has no wins against Michael Chandler or some shit. But we need to see that Michael Chandler fight first because yeah. we don't know what Conor McGregor is now. Especially, uh, yeah, like yeah. Was- Don't get me wrong, Conor McGregor once upon a time was one of the best in the game for sure i'm not saying that i'm saying at this point conor mcgregor yeah no but because his last fight was the broken leg yeah against Poirier. but he and i don't know why the Chandler fight hasn't happened yet it was supposed to happen this i think this card before yeah. this got announced too, yeah, we'll so. see. Uh, it should happen so right? i don't want him to say oh screw chandler let me fight um um gagey gagey and Poirier went through hell with chandler and oliviera in a way too went through hell with chandler before you know, ultimately Chandler losing. So and another one that went through hell with it was Tony Ferguson, who yeah, who, uh, we need to watch that fight back because we haven't who, watched those who, ones. Who kind of like uh, six seconds left got choked out. Yeah, got but you skipped the gun though. Again. I'm surprised you skipped the gun a bit here. Yeah, I know, but like there's a this is lightweight as well, <laughs> oh, right? So, yeah. so that's why. Um, Ferguson, yeah, I, I feel like at this point Tony Ferguson just wants to win one and then retire. That's what I think. He's been on a bat. Like he ha- He's been losing since legit the- COVID COVID since Khabib. He was supposed to fight Khabib. He was supposed to fight Khabib. He was lit that he went on a sick run, right? I think in that Khabib McGregor card, I think uh Anthony Pettis versus Tony Ferguson, and it was like an absolute blood blood 
Blood Brawl and uh, Ferguson won, and he's been on a like Ferguson won few fights in a row, lining him up for Khabib, and then obviously COVID happened. You know, Khabib being from Russia was obviously at home, and then on the first fight back, it was Ferguson versus Gaethje. Gaethje. First fight we ever watched of either of them. Yeah, and then Gaethje absolutely destroyed Ferguson, costing him uh, getting rid of uh, Ferguson out of the picture, and then Gaethje taking the Khabib fight, basically. Yeah, so he fought. He, he said he beat Anthony Perez. Then he went on and beat Cowboy, Donald Cerrone. He beat Cowboy as well. Who was also on a losing streak He was also before. a good one, too. Um, then he... Actually, so you're a little bit wrong. He beat Cerrone, for sure. Then he lost to Oliveira. He lost to Oliveira? Before he fought Gaethje. Oh, actually? Yeah. Well, so, I did not know that. I mean, he was still scheduled to fight, I guess. Then he lost to Benil Darish. Um, then lost and then ever to, since then it's just been downhill for him yeah for, then he lost to Nate Diaz Michael Chandler who killed him essentially <laughs> so oh yeah that front kick and right? then he fought this Bobby Green dude I don't know much about him but yeah yeah that front kick by Chandler um, I remember that another thing I, okay I guess we'll leave the light heavyweight for last but was the the return of Derek Lewis 33 seconds flying knee ends it and he was on a losing streak himself because he was supposed to be up for the heavyweight and then ended up losing to Cyril Gone. Bam Bam was his name? And uh, yeah, there was that. That was that result. We're going to obviously look back at some of these. And um, your prediction was right. Split decision win for Alex Pereira. Yeah, it was a close young. fight, right? It was a like, close fight. Like 28, 29. We need to, again, we need to, this fight we need to also look back. Yeah, we need to watch this one. So we need to go back to that. But yeah, so that's the fight news there. One last fight new uh, boxing fight. Devin Haney is moving up in weight. He'll be fighting. Uh, let me get this name right. I'm probably going to butcher the name. Regis Progress. And for the WBC junior welterweight, obviously there was rumors that Teofimo Lopez could have been fighting him because I think Lopez obviously went up in weight as well. Um, Regis is apparently a good fighter from what I've been hearing. Yeah, so I think again, I ain't going to comment on how good these I've guys are. I've heard of him before. So if I heard of you, I think you're a good fighter. Yeah, so Haney decided, to move, up to, Haney decided to move up to 140 pounds and face Progress instead of arranging a fight against lightweight mandatory challenger Shakur Stevenson which is everybody wanted to see um 24 year old is to planning to petition the WBC for permission to retain his belt okay belt. I was about to ask that yeah and thereby keep his status as the undisputed lightweight champion still even though he's moving up um Stevenson's team plans to ask that Haney's belt should be declared vacant which you're yeah they got in for relinquished Haney's a lifetime 30 and all 15 of those coming via knockout Progeray, 34 year old, so they're 10 years apart. But we saw what happened with the uh, older fighter Lomachenko. in Lomachenko. So we'll head I into his fight supporting a 29 and 1 record. Bro, Lomachenko got robbed. I'm still saying it to this day. Yeah. Lomachenko got robbed. So in this case, obviously, I don't know. I'm not gonna, we're not going to break down this fight. This is happening. Sorry, I shouldn't mention this. I think it's in October. Um, this fight is uh, October 28th. So still a couple of months away. But Shakur Stevenson, I think, I don't know how big of a weight difference is going to be between him and tank that's who i would love to see next uh yeah one I mean, scaled boxer and one's a like power sugar and haney well, but obviously Loma, i'm saying because now haney's fighting yeah here, right and then lomachenko could also try to prove it against sugar stevenson as well yeah so there's the there's the update on boxing news um moving on start, we'll stick, we're gonna stick this to quick fire nhl got a signing vladimir tarasenko big name that was available maybe not has been the same vladimir tarasenko from a year a couple of years ago has officially signed a one-year, five million dollar deal with the Ottawa Senators. They this helps replace temporarily Alex Dabrinkit. Now, is he Alex Dabrinkit? No, because Dabrinkit 
has been killing it for the last few years, whereas Tarasenko kind of struggled after the cup final. Um, but still, um, good chance for him to prove himself and be a potential trade deadline piece like, again. Obviously, initially, I put like Ottawa in like one of the winners for free agency before the Brinkett trade. And uh, because of the, the Corpus Allo signing, because I liked it so much. And, uh, I think you're the only one that liked it, to be honest. Huh? I mean, I agreed with you, but I'm yeah, saying, like, but out, I'm of the, like out of the experts talking. I just talking. feel like they yeah. could make a push, like, this year yeah. because of that signing. But then the Brinker trade happened. But then the Brinker trade happened. The thing with this signing is, like, I'm excited for it as well because if Tarasenko does refound his form from, like, the cup final run, that is legit Brinker. Yeah, but that is. I, but it's how much would you tough. bet on that, though? You can't really. It would be tough. Is that if, right? Yeah. It's a what-if scenario. But if, if it does happen... He is yeah, legit a breaker replacement. For like, me, it's a big if. He's probably going to be paired up with uh, Josh Norris, Claude Giroux, maybe. I don't know. Depending on, I don't, I don't know how the depending on the lineup, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko is now off the market. That's a good risk to have one year contract. It's not like potential trade deadline if you're struggling and he's yeah. doing decent. Uh, NBA, nothing new. I'm going to mention Damian Lillard one time only because this is very small news. The NBA has come out and said that if Dame and his agents say that they continue to only want the Heat, they will get fined or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, nothing. nothing just crazy. another. I mean, I'll, while I have my laptop here, let me just type his name in. Um, but yeah, no, just another thing to Dame saga. I don't think anything's happening. Nothing with trade side, and yeah, he wants the Heat, and that's it. Um, NBA sends memo to Damian Lillard's trade request. Yeah, okay, so it's basically yeah, what we said. So, so nothing new happened there. All right, let's move on. Last thing, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Um, football. We'll start off with the Women's World Cup because that's like the biggest thing going on right now. Now, disclaimer, we're going to obviously talk about Canada more. But the disclaimer is this is recorded at Sunday, 5 o'clock in the evening. Canada play at Monday, 3 a.m. We're not releasing this episode till probably ap- mid-afternoon on Monday. So... By the time this happens, Canada and Australia result already happened. And at this point, we're just going to hope if Canada wins. Um, they win yeah. the group as well. Yeah. So, so Canada, basically, if Canada lose, they're at risk, depending on Nigeria-Ireland game. They just need a win or a draw, and they're absolutely Winning Win and a draw 100% through the knockout Because state. Nigeria, why that is? Because Nigeria pulled off an upset victory over, over Australia. Over Australia. So right now is Canada, Nigeria, or Nigeria, Canada, whatever it is. Nigeria, Canada first. Nigeria has four. a tiebreaker. Australia, three. Ireland's already eliminated. Yeah. Right? The Canada loss and a Nigeria win means that Canada's eliminated. Uh, a Canada draw and uh, a Nigeria win means Canada finish second. Means Canada finish second and probably play England in the round of 16. A Canada win and a Nigeria draw or loss means Canada win the group. But what happens if they both win? Does Ni- who has a tiebreaker? Do you know? As of right now, it's Nigeria over because they have the same amount of goal difference. Yeah. It's, so it's I like, think Nigeria it, has more goals. I think that's what they it scored is. More, yeah, it but so at this point, it's 4 4. Let's just say they both win. Then it's goal difference depends. So like if we went two nothing over Australia, they went one nothing. Then obviously Canada. Obviously we'll go go first. first so place. so like but we cannot. Sorry, go ahead. You can't leave this to a draw, right? You gotta. You're a team that should make it far in this tournament, right? And should make some noise, uh, to you know potentially win it all. So you generally cannot play. You can't do anything less than a win because you cannot play England in the round of sixteen. And if especially if you lose, there's gonna be a lot of you know big disappointment. And yeah, then, and obviously, if you lose to Australia in general and get on the group stage, that's even worse because it, your group stage was one of the easier ones. No, they're saying it's a group of death. It was. Yes, <laughs> I don't know soccer. I don't know. <laughs> they're saying it's arguably one of the groups of death. Then I was because uh, Australia being home and having Sam Kerr, who was obviously oh yeah, injured. Sam Kerr is playing too, right? Yeah. May, no, we don't know if she's playing. 
We don't oh. know if she's playing. But I'm saying like uh, at the so beginning at the beginning of the World Cup, there was arguably one of the groups of death because you saw how Nigeria performed. Ireland was no no, no pushover, but they were obviously this is what we expected from Ireland, literally exactly what they did. Canada, obviously, with the whole drama behind them. And then Australia is still one of the top So, I don't know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking. But no, I agree with you that I think... Aust- but still, you're the favorite of the group. Yeah. Like, you, there's no excuse for you not to come out. Like, not the favorite in the group. Maybe the favorite in the group. But yeah, like, they're the favorite. They, no, group. I mean, no. I'm not saying... Fa- I'm not, that, I'm not, I don't give a fuck about that right now. I'm saying they, sh- they are top two in this group. Oh, whatever yeah, that's, you that's what i mean yeah that's right guaranteed. like whether they're favoring the group everybody has their own opinion about that because sam kerr is arguably the best player in the world um uh, they will end australia with the home uh home field advantages uh which is why it was surprisingly lost now that australia uh, that's why they're saying australia arguably could have been um more of a favorite uh I'll, that was the only reason other than that it's, i'm just looking at country ranks and kanda is yeah the higher but ranks. Um, Australia is going to be coming out with no joke because they know they have to win, right? And if they do draw, then they got to hope Ireland wins. So they want to obviously handle business and Are you, win. Well, we can't even do a prediction, right? Because technically it's going to be out after. Yeah. So, uh, but like, just quick thing. like I mean, we can still do a prediction and they'll know if we did it, got it right or wrong. Yeah, but, I mean... I'm, I mean, I'm going with, I'm going with the Canada's going to draw. That's what I'm thinking. I think they'll win. But I'm just... My thing is, like, where I'm having a trouble with, with what their lineup's going to be. Because they got... Like, how are they going to... like? Are I they think gonna, Chloe Lacoste is still going to be a super sub. But, like, um, is it going to be, like, Schmidt in the midfield? I think... Is Grosso actually going to go to the bench? Because Grosso was actually one of the good ones. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Jesse Fleming still made a difference at the end of the day. Yeah, Fleming... Quinn, well, Quinn was there. Fleming, I wouldn't Fleming, mind Grosso going on the bench because... You can't bench Quinn. You can't bench... And you can't bench Fleming. So, Sophie Quinn's Schmidt deserves to start, in my opinion. And she brings that physicality and experience out of the midfield trio. More. I know Fleming was there, but she's still relatively young. Julia Grosso could be that super sub which is fine with. I think Jordan Heinemann had one of her better games again uh, on the uh, wing. Oh, yeah. I think she should... I think everyone, she should, everyone is garbage. I wouldn't time. mind... I think Christian Sinclair should need to come off the bench still. Still? And put VN back as starter. Still. Yeah, VN didn't get... So I think it should be Heinemann, VN, arguably Lacoste, but I don't mind starting it's Leon. It's going to be Leon because she scored, but um, I, I'll keep Lacoste as a super sub. I'll agree with that because she is legit a spark. And we don't one. know if Kadi should be kind of She's legit. Like, Koli Lacoste is legit a spark. Though, yeah. Right? In the first game and the second game. Um, I agree. I I don't know. I'll 50-50 with you with Vien and Sinclair. Reason being good. Reason, like, a reason for to start Vien is that she generally did not get any service to her as well. It's like, she had no chance. That's, what, I'm, that's of, like, why I'm saying you started. Or producing. But if you want the experience and the commonest St. Clair and Schmidt, especially especially the difference. Especially that was a difference maker. But yeah. then again, you don't. One thing about Bev Priestman, again, we questioned the attacking side of things, which is maybe on Bev or not. And again, we mentioned we teased something last episode. We don't know if that thing we're working on is happening. So just just a heads up on that. But you know, that was something I wanted to ask you at that time was, is it more on the coaching and side of things? We already answered that question. You believe it's a little bit on the talent more than the coaching, right? I believe it could be a little bit of the coaching. But my my thing she is... She still made the adjustments. Yeah, she. that's what I was going to get to. Bev Priestman, no matter what, one of the best game managers, at least in Canada soccer, since John Herdman, because the guy in between was horrible. So Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Bev Priestman is a good game manager because even with the Nigeria game, the subs she made helped the game. Yeah, it ended 0-0, but she's not on the field to help in the final third. Yeah, right. Like so, uh, that, that, that Nigeria game was like just poor execution by the players, obviously. Bev Priestman... The, she makes the changes. I then I like that. Yeah. Right. Like she doesn't let it go around. Like she's like, okay, halftime. Ireland was shitting it the bed right now. Bring in some experience, and then bring in Floyd Lacoste as well. 
Okay. And add a little nice spark plug. All right. So I'm just moving off Canada quickly, just recapping the final potential. Oh, wait. Well, one of the groups is done. Switzerland and Norway have officially qualified. New Zealand's out. So Norway got the tiebreaker over New Zealand. So one of the hosts is already out. Can Canada obviously follow up and get Australia out? Um, Nigeria right now is first. Canada, we already know that we already talked about that. Yeah. Spain, Japan are both through. Um, they were both already have six points. Yeah. Um, England is through first place. their first place. Denmark and China are at three points each. I don't know who, let me just check who Denmark's playing. They're playing Haiti. So England and China are playing each other. So in that case, Denmark maybe should qualify. Um, because we're, I'm going to assume the favorites win. I'm just saying yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Here's an upset that happened. I think we talked about it already. US last time. We did, right? Yeah, we did talk well, about it. Either way, USA and Netherlands, four points each. Portugal, three. Vietnam, zero. And US plays a tougher opponent in Portugal. But again, I'm giving USA the edge because yeah. they have that experience and championship. USA will make it fine. Netherlands play Vietnam. So I'm assuming both of those teams will end up going through. Yeah. Um, if Portugal do the pull off the upset... Massive. That'll be massive, bro. Um, That'll probably be the biggest thing. France, Jamaica is the same situation as that group I just said. Brazil's at three points. They're outside looking in right now. Wow. Jamaica's at four points. Okay. Um, who's who's Jamaica playing? They're playing Brazil, so that's a big game for Brazil. Yeah, that's definitely a big game. Um, Sweden through. Um, Italy has three points. South Africa, Argentina have one each, so that could be interesting coming down. And Italy plays South Africa, so. Um, Colombia upset Germany. So they're through at six points. Germany play Korea, who have, are eliminated. So it'll be a tough one there to see. Yeah, I mean, Germany should still make it. All right. So obviously, we haven't watched because the games are sort of a ridiculous time that we haven't really the watched much yeah, of the like games. Um, but that's the update of the Women's World Cup. All right. So moving on, transfers. Man United. Made one. Made one. On the, the striker. One the one I wanted. Rasmus. I mean, position I wanted. Position. Okay, I'm like, oh my God, I was going to test you there. Rasmus Hojland or Hoyland um, from Atalanta. Uh, he wanted Man United that bad, but we'll get into that side in a second. I believe I'm going to get the exact numbers. His officially signed uh, five-year contract transfer fee done. Um, I think it was like roughly 80 mil with add-ons, which I don't mind. He's 20 years old. Again, people are going to make fun of every fan base makes fun of their own signings. Um, this you obviously were not a fan of the transfer window as much as I. I'm like, again, no, now I, I am. No, before this, even like for me, it's like I know you're arguing as a whole Man United, which I 100% agree with you that I'm not disagreeing with you anything that you said as a whole of Man United. Obviously, hasn't been propelling, but the reason why I disagreed with you a little bit, uh, about on the side of that is because we the ownership situation, like the considering the situation Eric Ten Hag had on him. He did well, in my opinion, to get the players he wanted. And they did not really, really overspend on... Like, they didn't go like Anthony crazy last year. Or even in the past, Harry Maguire, right? And the other thing why I disagreed with you slightly was because... At least we're making signings before fucking August. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the that's big factor big into one. that, right? Compared to last year where we had to, like, get Casemiro after, like... When Liverpool, we literally just played... When we are about to play Liverpool yeah. last year. I mean, like, my, my argument was, like... At the season that Man United have, like looking at the club they are, right? This is a type of team that, like, realize that they're, they had a successful season. They're in the, they're taking step forwards, like big step forwards this season. So with this off season, like outlook, they, if they could just add a few solid players, right? They could definitely, you know, boost them for next year and maybe even contend for the title. But that thing, that thing didn't happen for me. So like, that's why. Yeah. I don't think they're. Gonna, the, the reason I, and again, I, I don't think they're. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly as a whole of things. 
the reason I'm, I know I'm saying I agree, but I'm disagreeing. I'm just disagreeing on the part yeah, like that you, you were agree that on you're looking at as a whole. That's the part yeah, I'm disagreeing with. Yeah, I know you, try, you broke it down a little bit more. But yeah, for me, I was like, okay, this stri- uh If we get a striker, they would immediately, you know, just switch. Like I would just switch to like, okay, good transfer window. Because I was like, man, more. I was like, okay, what the hell are you like really doing, right? Like, I mean, yeah, you made some couple signings that helped you out, but like the main one was the striker, right? Because you would have survived if you had De Gea again next year. I would have, I would have survived if I had De Gea again next year. You were probably been the only Man United fan, I believe. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I like, would have been like, I'm, I'm with you. Slightly. You weren't going to say, make saves. De Gea has been one of the bright spots these last couple of years. Like, I wouldn't no, say like bright spots. He's been, he's been doing the job. Obviously, enough. when you look at, it, he's doing a job, right? He's doing a job. So I wouldn't have hated, but for me, we need a striker. Right, no matter if young, old, whatever, you know, experienced or not, right? We need a striker, and to get this guy is kind of like a. It's feel like we kind of like a. It's, it's like kind of like a draft, you know. We're trying to like develop him and become that guy eventually, but I like it right now because he's definitely gonna get minutes. I don't think he will start right away for us, right? He'll Jaden definitely Zandro get right now. Uh, I just saw the Man United lineup for Dortmund right now. That's what I was looking over this way and the transfer fee. Um, might play false nine a yeah. lot more and he's been doing decent in preseason we don't know how it's going to so translate then, so then my but point before, is before you go on before you go on um 72 million pound fee so i don't know how many that's in euros um it's 64 million with 8 million add-ons that's what okay, it is yeah. so it's again we're man united it, they're gonna over they're gonna spend yeah no they're gonna overprice uh, overprice yeah, us right, for everyone money like you already know we have we've been saying this yeah we've been through it and uh yeah, we got other fans are gonna be like uh uh also aka our cousin cousin Arsenal fan is gonna say, Oh, that's just lame excuse. But we don't give a shit. Right? Yeah. So yeah, no, but like my point was like this striker signing was gonna be like the thing that propels me from like, okay, man, to like okay, now you have a good window. This is like it reminds me of Anthony Richardson. Um Mark Goldbridge who owns one of the not owns, who I guess owns because it's somewhat a company, but is one of the guys of the united stand fan page that's what it's called and he was mentioning that like it's kind of like okay no more none of this weghurst bullshit going for loans and stuff you know similar to the colts with no more matt ryan carson wentz philip rivers type shits where now we got anthony richardson now we got ross miss hojland we try to coach him up and the reason why i love this is this guy literally said it to told his agents if you don't get me man united in the next couple of weeks, you're fired, essentially. So so you wanted him bad. I mean, now, Grant and Anthony said the same thing. Like, he wanted Man United bad. And other, like, other Lisandro Martinez, not, that had the Ten Hag effect to it as well. But I'm just saying, it's a similar vibe. You want players to play for you. It's not like, uh, you know, here, Harry Maguire, you have eight, you're coming here because you're 80 million. That's it, right? It's not it's not none of that shit. Yeah, because... You're like, not coming here for purely the money. The season helped, right? The What Eric Ten Hag did, propelling us to a trophy, Champions League spot, like... And, uh... A decent Europa League run, right? Helps, you know, it, Manchester United become like, you know, a spot where you want to play again, right? So now you're saying, like, you know, Mount wanting Man United. Now you're saying Hotland wanted Man United, right? You're seeing Anana wanted Man United. Sofian Amrabad has officially agreed, and you're a huge fan of him. Yeah. By the way, a, a reports or a bid has gone to Fiorentina. Um, I'll let you finish your thought and then get into Amrabad. Yeah. So, like, saying, like, the, this season being the step forward. Like how I was saying my argument before, like it became like Manchester United a spot where you want to play again, type of thing. Yeah. So that's what I was expecting, like you know, bigger, like doing a better transfer window. But like I'm still happy right now. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I like the Nana signing. You no, know, I don't mind the Mount signing. That's like I'm a little bit iffy about that one. 
and uh, obviously I like this whole line signing as well so yeah and we'll see i don't know if he's going to go literally um, false nine um what's his name sancho i do want to see one thing ten hag not do is put bruno on the wing because yeah no he, do not do that that's mount now yeah if you're going to put a midfield midfield on the wing it's going to be a mount it's yeah not but bruno for me it's again hoshland still way too young for me we don't know how much he's going to propel He ain't no Holland at the end of the day like Holland obviously at 20 years old killed it for Dortmund and now killed it for Man City at 22. No one's expect I'm not expecting to see that but who knows like yeah, I know people are going to bring up like Chelsea fans oh my god you spent 80 million on a guy that scored 9 league goals shut up you signed Mikel whatever Mudrick and he had zero league goals for you and he spent 100 million with add-ons coming on top of that so uh what sorry including add-ons but you know that's just me teams are going to spend If Holland does Holland does well, great. Like obviously we we're going to be critical on him a little bit cuz Anthony was the same thing, you're playing for Man United and we you know Granacho got some criticism criticizing as well. Again, we also got to remember these guys are young. Anthony was in his first year, we'll see what he does next year, hopefully propels. I understand the Please p- use the right foot. Please uh, no, I'm not I agree with you. I'm not I'm not going to argue that or anything. I'm just saying like Again, now it's in his second year. We're going to propel Sancho. This is your last chance. We'll see what happens. And Fred's on his way out. That f- spending along with Yelanga uh, going to Nottingham Forest plus Donny van de Beek most likely leaving. We'll bring in Sofian Amrabat. So our midfield's intact. And hof- I still want another center back because I ain't trying to have Harry Maguire be our main backup. But Shaw before Maguire still. Yeah. So, and then I still wouldn't mind getting a a vet like a Cavani type striker even though I know Cavani I'm not saying Cavani I'm just saying that type of striker just cuz for mentorship even though right now it is going to be Rashford and we actually have a good coach in Benny McCarty who helped Rashford's game right so yeah. that helps as well so we have a guy that could show um Rasmus Hoyland what to do and technically even though I'm not a huge, I'm not into it as much Mason Greed was on the roster technically oh, yeah, but he ain't training with them or anything like that so, so. um that's it for the United is, is Mason Greed would be like one of the biggest what if stories of the recent memory right now. Yeah. I mean and and not He not was up there with he was like up there with soccer. he was up there with like Saka and and Foden. Foden I'm not right. saying before any of our cousins come after us. Well, I'm not saying he was ahead of Saka or um Foden. I'm saying he was up there as He was in a conversation point. as like these are like some young some stars. young stars coming up and obviously Saka took it to the next level Foden was up and down last year but took it to the next level. So, uh yeah, you're right. He was he was definitely going to be a what if. Let's see if he goes somewhere else. But Um, anything else with Man United other than outside the Amrabat? Like you said, you yeah, I know. Like if you just get off Amrabat, I would like that a lot. The well. la- yeah, for me, the last thing is, can you get like is Dean Henderson still there? I mean, Tom Heaton, I'm fine with him as the backup, but can we um, get another center back for me and maybe another forward just cause? Yeah, uh, no, I'm. Just, it's kind of exciting if you could get this Amrabat deal done, right? You no, know, like you know, and before players, like, and we're getting these signings done before. Yeah, all these players don't have like August. a couple of weeks of training, and then and you know, see what you need to add. You know, because Anthony, after reason, like one excuse I will give to Anthony is like he just got signed and instantly started like what the next day for Arsenal against yeah. Arsenal. Yeah, he scored, but obviously, yeah. The one thing Anthony is, is like his defensive awareness. Again, people are gonna say you're overrating it, but he knows Ten Hag. The defensive awareness is better than some of the other guys on yeah. the wingers. So, uh yeah, um, that's the Man United thing. Our bias is out of the window now. Let's move on to this. We talked a lot about our teams, the like Blue Jays. Colts. Well, well, Colts was a big topic. Like, yeah, no, Blue Jays too. Blue Jays had a big, big yeah. arm. Um, now Man United. So, don't worry, we're not going to be talking about the Canucks. Um, shit, anyways. So. Um, moving on to uh, Usman Nambele. PS, uh, did you hear about this or no? Yeah, yeah. So PSG 
might trigger the clause. It's only 50 million if yeah. it's before July 31st. Um, to bring in Usman Dembele, it's up to Usman Dembele if he wants to leave at this point. So his personal terms have to be a, the thing. Um, Barcelona winger agreed to a five-year. Oh, wait, paving the way for the. Um, it doubles 100 million afterwards. So yeah, it's up to Usman Dembele if he wants to accept this five-year contract he's offered by PSG. Obviously, it makes sense with the whole. We don't know what's Mbappe going. By the way, there's some rumor I saw with Mbappe. I'll bring it up in a second, but. Yeah, so there, there's some news to look out there. The Mbappe, I just saw Liverpool might be a lone target to get him in, which sucks. I saw now, we'll get into rumors quickly. Uh, let me just pull up some of them. Axel de Sassi, this is not a rumor. He was a centre-back man United was kind of targeting. Is now signing with Chelsea. Um, he's from the French League, I believe. Yeah, he is. Oh, is breaking, breaking. Usman Navelli says yes to PSG. Initial green light to the proposal has arrived. PSG verbally agreed five-year deal with Usman Dembele's agent. PSG have sent formal letter to inform Barcelona. Now trying best way to close the deal depends on the timing. Um, like I said, July 31st is the deadline, which is for us is tomorrow. But European, it's they're um, they're already there. Or so, when you watch his videos today. Yeah. So this was one hour ago, based on this tweet from Fabrizio Romano. All right. So that's perfect timing. Um. Sorry, some some of the rumors I was going to bring up were, holy shit, where did they go? Well, I just had Fabrizio Romano's tweet. Um, bro, bro. Arsenal, David Raya. Okay, yeah. So. Um, David Raya is someone, he rejected, he didn't want the Byron move. Byron needed a goalie with Neuer who was injured last year. David Raya, he wants to be more Arsenal. I don't know how that's going to work with Aaron Ramsdale there. So, Arsenal fans were making fun of Onana. Now you're getting a backup goalie you're spending 40 million on, or you're kicking out your current goalie. So, I don't know. Chelsea, I don't know what the hell you're doing because you have Pepa in that right now. So, there's yeah. there's that. Uh, the other news I saw, which is crazy, is the Napoli guy. I don't know how to say his name. Oh, Kravis Dalia, I believe. Yeah, the I, guy I from Georgia, I think. The guy's from Georgia. Yeah. The winger that had a... Oh, shit. Insane year. Insane year with, with uh, Napoli. So With Oshman in, in Napoli. Yeah. Uh, Napoli winning the league as well. So, that, if Arsenal get him, bro, uh, probably gonna have to move Arsenal up in our predictions. <laughs> for sure. I already have him second. If you guys, spoiler from the, from the Jeevan podcast, you'll see that. Um, um, I had him, I had him third. Um, yeah, but so. Someone had him at a top four. I wonder who that someone is. There's yeah. only three people on the pod. Okay, <laughs> so, the, a name that Barcelona could target is Joao Cancelo for Dembele, which is kind of strange, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Last thing before we get to the Juventus news here. We uh let's run just double check any big ones. Oh, Mbappe is due a loyalty bonus soon. This <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> loyalty. to me. Loyalty. Uh, oh, uh, Sadio Mane is Oh yeah, he's in uh, he's Saudi, gone to the Saudi Pro Saudi League. Pro League as well. Um a front three, I don't know which I think it's Al Ali, Bobby Firmino, Roberto Firmino, yeah, Saint Maximin. Riyad Mahrez is the front three. That's that, that team's only league. <laughs> but uh, he's joining Ronaldo's team though. Mane. Actually? Yeah. Al Nasser? <laughs> now you like take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might need to. That's the team also Alex Tellis went to. So. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. So that's it for the news, uh, rumors, and signings that happen. Very quickly. Okay. This was actually big news. Juventus uh, are kicked out of Europe for 2023, 2024 due to the fair finan- financial fair play breaches 
they were fined 20 million. They were already deducted points, which they were supposed to be in a Champions League spot, but we were in a Conference League spot and now are kicked out of that Conference League spot. Um, they were a 10 point, 10 point deduction for false accounting, uh, which was issued in May. And then on top of that, Chelsea are also received a 10 million dollar or 10 million euro fine for submitting incomplete financial information. So, Juventus obviously had Juventus went through something in 20 or 2005, which caused a lot of exits and like uh, Ibrahimovic being the big one. Obviously, Buffon was um, loyal to that situation. It's happening now. We'll see um, if a fire still happens there. Did they get relegated in 2005? They got relegated because of the points deduction. Oh, because of the deduction, right? Yeah. But they were just shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this case, they're not relegated, so they're still in the league, but they're not playing in Europe. So I don't, I don't, know. I don't think it's going to be anything big. Yeah. But what about Man yes. City? <laughs> Is that what about Man City? <laughs> What's going on with Man City? Oh, same. Like he, there were 115 or what, 126 charges, and they're still not suspended. Or all you you hear rumors that they're gonna get kicked out of Champions League and stuff like that. Yeah, like all we're hearing all these rumors, but nothing happened, right? Like point deduction in Premier League, which would have gave Arsenal a trophy last year. Uh, Champions League getting kicked out of. So I guess I don't know. I guess City always gets away with it. Okay. We're going to finish it off with soccer. My friend just messaged me something Colts related of Jonathan Taylor. Um, but it's not a trade. It's not a trade. Okay. He just sent me a, <laughs> he sent me a text. Um, last thing, so a couple of big names have retired. Um, David Silva, due to injury, has officially retired from soccer. Known for best in Man City. One of their early legends, I guess you could say. Now. The Man City, like he's a Man City legend. Yeah. The first Man City legend that I can think of. Outside of Sergio Aguero. Um, yeah, World Cup winner Silva with Spain obviously won the World Cup. Retirement at set 37. Relatively young compared to other players that still play. Yeah, but no, David Silva is definitely one of the best playmakers in this generation, right? Underrated for sure. Underrated for sure. Like, he kind of like, you know, Ozil was for his team, one of the best cams in his generation when he was, when they were in their prime. So, yeah. And another player that retired is. Diego Godin, best known center back for Atletico Madrid with that partnership with Jimenez. Um, yeah, same age, 37, decided to announce retirement. He went to Inter for a bit, then he kind of went like different. That's basically after Atletico, he just went to Inter for one year, then went to other teams as well. Played in the World Cup with Uruguay as well. Yeah. So solid center back as well. Yeah, so, he was definitely a solid center back in his, you know, in his day. Atletico legend for sure. And yeah. Um, okay, so this um, news about Jonathan Taylor very quickly. Uh, let me just message him. Uh, I'm going to let him know you give us live news on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Uh, shout out to my buddy. I'm not going to obviously disclose his name for privacy reasons, but yeah. if you're list- He's the one that actually listens on Spotify, so you know who you are. Um, breaking news, the Indianapolis Colts are considering placing all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor on the non-football injury list. From, this is from Mike Chappelle, which is um, a Colts insider. Uh, Taylor suffered a back injury while working out on his own in Arizona and is still rehabbing from his ankle injury from January. Indy would not have to pay Taylor if so. So, as we mentioned earlier, JT... Um, non-football injury related? Isn't he like actually- a, a list of non-football lists. After his injury, I guess, or whatever. Well, because of the workout on his own? No, well, just in general, yeah. Yeah. 
The whole situation is bonkers. Taylor and his agent are asking for $16 million per year, league sources tell ML Football. So he's asking for $16 million. He's asking for McCaffrey money. Yeah. Okay, that's a little too much for me, but... Yeah, I'll give it... I'll, for Taylor, I'll give it like around... Teams fi- pay... Max $15 million team per year. pays players on pop once season begins. That's not the case with NFL. No pay for player that happened away from team, which kind of reminds me of the Naeem Hines situation with the whole him getting hit by a jet ski. And he might not get paid. So, that's just a similar situation, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so you're right. It's because of that injury from Arizona that he was working on his own. Not a, uh, not for the Cardinals, sorry. In Arizona when he was working out on his own. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so obviously another Colts page I'm looking at right here is saying now I understand why they're not trying to extend him. So, yeah, it sucks. Uh, gets worse and worse. And... Shout out to my buddy for this resp- uh, message right near the end of the pod. But yeah, we don't need to go too much into it. Um, check, you could check earlier on what we said about Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it from us. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Please check out that Jeevan Badwell podcast. Uh, you guys will enjoy. You'll hear some funny stories about us and uh, our soccer skills. He'll, he rates, I'll, I'll give you that spoiler. He rates our soccer skills. So you'll see us, what he thinks from a professional or a soon-to-be professional player, essentially rate us and other you'll listen to his journey as a young 17 year old boy that has a dream like many of us do so yeah. make sure you guys check that out um lincoln uh link uh sorry check out our socials linked in our description slash our youtube you'll see that there and other than that we'll catch you guys in the next one peace, peace.